Hello Internet, I'm Firebolt. And I'm the Orbiter. And welcome to the Bollocks Report, episode 6. Today we have a very special guest. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi there, my name's Ben, and I was just randomly asked to come on here because of uh, these guys hearing me on a different podcast talking about movies. So I yeah. thought I'd come on and say hi. 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 What date is it? <laughs> it is the 16th. Right, there'll be a video version of this going up on Thursday, which is the 21st, but as soon as I've edited it, which shouldn't be yeah. much longer, the podcast will go you out in the next day or two. these on a Sunday, but tomorrow I've got a concert to play in, so... Um, Fantastic. Not actually able to do it tomorrow. Which I'm going to do some recording from for my Musician's Diary podcast. Oh, great, even more pressure. <laughs> it's not like it's being... Cross-promotion. It's a competition as well. Better Call Paul, now out on... Other things. <laughs> Look it up. I <laughs> can't remember what it's out on. Right, shall we shall we do it the thing? Yeah. What's the thing? News rundown. Well we normally have a gap in between segments, don't we? There's the gap then. Okay, right. <laughs> so news rundown. It's a lot shorter this week because I'm Yeah, that's not gonna happen though. A massive. There are there are fewer items on it, but I can pretty much guarantee we're going to talk for longer on them. Yeah, a lot of them are from like the last few days. Uh, I couldn't really get anything else because news websites don't seem to really give you anything beyond a week old. Because then they'd be old. No, they'd be old and not news. And the the BBC, I think, once did a weekly rundown thing, and then. That I could only find an article from 2016 on that. Huh. Yeah, but the BBC is shit, though. Oh, there was another. There was another item that we had suggested to put in, which we can look up later on, maybe before we start the segment. On this day in history. Okay. I might leave that in, but we can maybe do that at the end. Yeah. Okay, so let's just get started with the news rundown. Can you not fart? <laughs> well, fucking asshole. It's pretty. Uh, Par for the course with me, so carry on. He's all right. He, he can't smell it. <laughs> Great. Okay, so first piece. Funerals begin for New Zealand shooting victims, and the suspect goes to court. Have you heard about this? Uh, who hasn't? Have you heard about this? I have. You normally just don't hear about <laughs> stuff outside of the UK. <laughs> Bollocks. Um, I thought it was interesting that one of the national newspapers published the shooter's entire manifesto for people to read. Yeah, this is this is one of those times I think you need to read it. All right, everybody. I think everybody should read it because it is absolutely. Have you read it? My opinion, I have. Ah, maybe I should read it then. (laughs) I've glanced at it anyway. Mm. But this is one of those times where you can really get into the mind of someone and into their motivation. Right. And he really does say why he's doing it. Right, okay. So I I think everybody should read it because with these things, sometimes you don't know their motivations. But this guy has got it on a 17-page manifesto right there. Read it. um. What's happened? What's happened to him in the end? He's a suspect goes He's to, court. to court. Is he just a suspect? Because, well, he he live streamed it. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. He live streamed it, and interestingly enough, name dropped PewDiePie, the biggest YouTuber, I think. 
Right. Yes, he did that. He did that on purpose. Uh, he, it's nothing to do with PewDiePie. Like, like I say, this is why people need to read his manifesto, because he specifically said he's going to do things like this and name drop people like this to sow division between people, so that people will go on Twitter and argue with one another, yeah. and blame each other, and inflame tensions. Because he's not working for the Russians, the... is he, by any chance? <laughs> no, it's just a cyberpunk. <laughs> But, I feel underprepared. We should we should read that later on. But the, but then at the same time, you know, these people, the concerns he's he sort of lists out. He you know one of the major concerns that he's got is this is revenge for all the Islamic terror. That is a valid point and a discussion nobody's having. Mm. But at the same time, that is not justification for going out and killing innocent people. Yeah, it's, it's just not. Yeah, because those but, Muslims but didn't a, take part in that. No, of course they didn't. But there is a discussion to be had there, one we are not having, uh, quite frankly, as a society at all. Yeah. Um, but but still, this is not the way. Mm. Yes, I quite agree. Um, I, but I feel like we just sort of, as a society, also just let right-wing terrorism fester and just written it off as people being hooligans. But it's killed multiple people like um joe cox before brexit was murdered that was right-wing terrorism and now more of the terrorism in the uk is right-wing terrorism than far-right islamic terrorism i would i would say the deadly terrorism yes but i would also say that the right because i'm I'm against identitarianism of any kind and that means far right far left they're just as bad one another they're two sides of the same coin they're all white supremacists far left wings they they just frame the way they see the races in a different way they're all white supremacists they're all violent and they're all wrong uh i wouldn't necessarily say uh, can can a, uh, um, a muslim terrorist be a white supremacist uh, well, I said far right and far left, but but the Muslim oh, right. terrorist is is still an identitarian. Right. Okay. You, you mean with the far right and the far left as a motivation rather than? Uh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. with the far right, when they do something, is deadly. Mm. With the far with the far left, when they do something, they go out and they they they're going to LARP anarchy. You know, they yeah, dress up yeah. in their little black. They go dress up in their little black masks. Think they're cool. Gang up on a woman and beat her up. Right. I think that's Antifa that you're talking about. Yes, yes, the LARPers. <laughs> and I don't think they're specifically any particular ideology apart from against fascism. And some No, of... absolutely not, because what they do is akin to fascism. Yeah, I would agree. But, but the... um, they're actually... Uh, the New Jersey Department of Homeland Security in the United States have labelled them a domestic terror organisation because that is what they are. Mm. Yeah, from what I've seen. But I've I've also heard that it's not actually specifically an organisation, it's just a sort of identity label as broad as far left because it's just against fascism in some way. see, see See, the thing is, they're communists, basically. And so... You know, fascism, communism, two sides of the same coin, two absolutely murderous ideologies, killed tens, hundreds of millions of people, and we, we shouldn't have to uh, put up with any of them. Is is um, pure communism uh, as, as extremes? I feel like corruptions of communism 
I, 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 I couldn't give you, and you couldn't give me a single example of communism that's ever worked, or socialism, because it doesn't exist. The Incan Empire. For 400 uh, years before the Spanish arrived, they had a working form of socialism that was akin to what would now be called communism, I think. Well, you can you can you can guess that happened, but do you have evidence of this? Yeah, look it up. There's also certain communities in Spain that practice anarcho-socialism very peacefully, I think. Well, it's not so much, you know, the, the old trope goes, everybody is equal under socialism. They're equally poor. Uh, just so. What are we on here? A socialist empire, the Incas of Peru. But is this, is this, you know, at, at the end of the day, this is this is somebody's writings. This is not. Mm, yeah, yeah. Evidence. Well, without you know a, without a time machine, you can't analyze any period in that, history accurately, can you? But but, but I'm talking I'm talking about um, uh, let's let's bring it back to modern day, mm. last hundred say last yeah. hundred years. Could not give me an example of any form of this ideology that works. Well, because the communities I mentioned in Spain do exist right now. What are they? There was something else. Um, Christiania. You heard of that? No. Look it up. <laughs> it's, just... I think it's just outside um, oh, Amsterdam somewhere. But it's essentially a lawless state that doesn't have any... Uh, well, it's not a state. It's not actually... You know. Freetown Christiania. An intentional community and commune of about 850 to 1,000 residents covering 7.7 hectares in the borough of Christian Haven in the Danish capital city of Copenhagen. Copenhagen, sorry. I got that slightly wrong. All right, it's fine. But uh, <laughs> I don't think they're particularly um, well off. But No, of course they're not. They're not prosperous in any way, shape or form, are they? They're a commune. But there's the, the trouble is it's kind of keeping the balance, isn't it? Like you say, it's the extremes, the far right and the far left, that... They're, they're just two sides of the same coin. But how do you how do you maintain the balance when there are say, forces that are trying to divide all the time? Have you seen the uh, libertarian and uh, left right uh, axis? You mean the political compass? Yeah. Yes, I, I sit just to the left in well into the libertarian spectrum on that compass. Yeah, I. That's probably about the same as me. Then I would think you're probably a bit further left than me, aren't you? Yeah, I would say so. But um, but I would say it's just generally the ideologies above the authoritarian line that I take issue yeah. with. Well, yeah, anything about that line and anything to do with identitarianism of any kind. So it's it's just a way to divide people. It's just a way to segregate people, and it's going to make things worse if we keep letting these ideologies fester and it's it's not just the far right it's Could, it's festering everywhere i'm i'm not entirely sure what you mean by identitarianism um can you explain that a bit clearer or um so what i mean by is sort of intersectionality intersectional feminism all of that 
um, where you just focus on an identity. So like right. the Black Lives Matter group, okay? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're identitarians, right. white supremacists, identitarians. So it's not, it, it's it not was, the same as identifying with a particular political party. No, no, um, where, right. where you actually take a group. Yeah, you take yeah. a group of people, and then your group is that, and then everything else is the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you not think and, it's important, given the inequalities in our society, to ha- have a way to seek justice? Not through identity, no. Right. I, I don't think... Well, that, uh, I'm a firm believer of everybody is equal. We now live in a society where everybody does get equal opportunity, in Britain anyway. Yeah, there's no reason a particular identity should have more legal protection than any other. No, not at all. Especially like we see right now with people cracking down on speech laws. I think that is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You don't... uh, I'm a disabled man and I fall into one of these protected groups and I hate it. Mm. I hate it. Yeah, well, Theo Theo's autistic as well, so he, okay. he's got issues that are maybe not entirely obvious on the surface. Um, but tell tell us more about the uh, the issues that you face, because um, that no. might give us a bit of insight into disability wise. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just sort of in constant pain. My joints seize up. My muscles seize up. I can have seizes and shakes mm, but um, it's a form it's a form of ms yeah um, how how, how does society treat that f- for you um how i let them right i'm 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 a firm believer of um i want to be treated like everybody else and mm. if somebody does try and treat me differently i won't i won't allow it right because i i am just like everybody else mm. and i i feel like we should all I don't believe in the concept of equity. Do you, do, you, do you hear the difference? Do you know the difference between equity and equality? Yeah, I've heard. So it. I don't believe. Mm. I don't believe in the concept of equity at all. I believe in the concept of equality. Uh, one man, one chance, one opportunity, equal opportunities. Um, by a man, I mean human being, obviously. Mm. But um, I think everybody should have equal opportunity, no matter their race, no matter their sex, no mm. matter their circumstances. And I don't believe in equal outcomes either. No, I think no. you get a, get out of life what you put in. And I don't. Okay, think but that, would you say that Donald Trump's gotten out of life what he's put in? I think Donald Trump's a fucking idiot. See, that, yeah, that, but he's a rich fucking idiot. That's the president of the United States. But what what you would. What you were just saying kind of feeds into the. I think the the it's almost an insoluble paradox because you can't. Um, you've got that um, concept of people certain certain people being uh, born into a privileged situation. Yeah. But if you also don't believe in equality of outcome, that if that's that's kind of born of merit, how do you? How do you? bring a child into the world in an equal an equally privileged do you know what i mean like one family is going to have achieved more than another family so their child that's born into that family is going to be more privileged if you like in some ways how do you level the playing field like in in that sense well see see i don't know and i'm not going to claim to have all the answers yeah i just i just know where i think we should be in life and i think we should all 
I think so we what, should all start in the same place. It's something to strive to strive for, isn't it? That yeah, it's not necessarily but, fully attainable, but we should at least. I, I tell you what, the answer isn't, and it's taken people like um, what was it? Uh, what's it called? Sorry, my mind's going blank. Where they give people the job based purely on their race or gender. I don't think yeah. that's the answer. Yeah, I think that's that's exclusionary not inclusionary yeah but yeah. i think studies have found that more often than not the bosses even if they're not noticing it have discriminations anyway so they're more likely to pick a white they man they absolutely blew that concept apart in australia actually they they did a study where they did it all blind with no race no gender mm. and they still picked the same yeah It's you, you can't have an unpolluted kind of sample though, can you? Because everybody, everybody who's coming into the job market is coming from the unbalanced society we live in. So they've got their own kind of self-esteem sort of values, if you like. Um, I mean, I, I'm I I I am not in the the most privileged position in life, and I never will be. Yeah. Um. But I I when I was eighteen years old, I was living on the streets. All right. Okay. And you know, I bought, I dragged myself up. I've mm. got two degrees. I did that myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I I didn't want or need any leg up. I I took the motivation and I did it myself. Yeah. Mm. But does it not make you pissed off that some people just get to the same, will get to a higher status than you without having to pull their weight at all? Well, I'm not really a jealous person. So I, I just accept that sometimes that's the way life is because, because like Paul said, um, some people are born into money and they can't help that. Mm. If it's their what parents you, have worked hard for that money... It's what you then, do with that that situation yourself, isn't it? It's what, how I you... mean, we, we, could bring, we could bring that right back around to Donald Trump. He was born into money. Yeah. But... And, how how do we stop how how do we allow our society to be based on merit well once again i don't have the answer as to how i just know we need to get there mm-hmm. right I, I i i i i'm not the type of person that claims to have all the answers i just know where we where i feel we need to be it's uh, it's certainly damned obvious um how badly some things are heading in the wrong direction even if you don't know how to point it in the right direction we could be a lot nearer the target than we are yeah but the thing is we don't have these conversations anymore we just say nowadays you go for a twitter feed all people do is they put themselves off into bubbles into echo chambers Mm -hmm. and then they just make everybody else like i said with identitarianism they just make everybody else the other yeah instead of engaging an opposing view they attack well, I, I've been watching a series, uh, Homeland, on Netflix, and there's a okay. the thing about the data, the sort of data information kind of manipulation, um, and there's a concept in there where they're looking at the spread of memes on social networks, and there's all these nodes that are like automated bots that are basically there to fire off particular ideas, um, yeah. 
and then they get spread across by by real humans in particular patterns and and the whole the whole idea behind it is i think you know pretty much what happened with the uh, pre-brexit campaigns um that it's really just to polarize people and mm-hmm. weaken society so and this literally this literally turns back into what this originally was about the new zealand shooter it is what he wants yeah he says it in his manifesto himself and the thing is everybody right now on twitter are giving him what to achieve wants. what though i mean you kind of even if you don't agree with it you can kind of see the reasoning behind somebody like putin investing in that kind of um so what, what he says he wants is that he's a white supremacist he wants the furthering of the white race and he wants the other the yeah. islamic religion out of europe yeah he said he wants to spark a civil war in the united states and he wants to do it from New Zealand. Well, he said that, that he chose his target and his weapons carefully because it would make the Congress go after semi-automatic weapons again in the United States yeah. because it would be that, that big a thing. And then it would. this is what he says in his manifesto, it would make the Second Amendment nuts think they're coming for our guns yeah. and violently react. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> should we move on? To another yeah, sure. article. Facebook and Instagram have partial outage causing huge economic damage. I did notice something about Facebook having to put out announcements via Twitter to uh, yeah. some people, which I thought was quite amusing. Uh, did they actually say what that was down to in the end? Because the last thing I saw on the news, they weren't explaining what the outage had been caused by. Yeah, I looked through some of these stories. I thought because it was all of Facebook's properties, WhatsApp was also part of this. Yeah. That, because I'd seen a new story earlier in the year saying that they were going to allow uh, users of each platform communicate with each other, even if they aren't on the same platform. Well, there was comment um, as well about this is one of the reasons why this um, consolidation of different platforms is so dangerous because if it's capable of breaking down communication within the wider business community and causing yeah. economic damage, then it's potentially yeah, small businesses a lot more than just a, a, a website going down. You know, it's it's yeah, because Facebook, I think, has. Something like 2 billion users. It's ridiculous. Mm. Although I'd imagine a fair portion of that is bots. Yeah. I'm just reading here that Facebook are blaming a server configuration for the outage. Say it wasn't a cyber attack. A server Um, configuration. So basically just a technical blip, but because we're so reliant. They were changing over servers and it all went wrong. Yeah. But from what I can see here. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm with the TSB and it's still not completely right, the internet banking thing. That's been going on for a fucking year. You'd have thought that, I mean, they, they've actually brought in um, IBM to try and sort that situation out because they were changing, TSB were changing um, ownership, weren't they? To, is it Sabadell Group? Um, I have no idea. And because of that, they were changing over their IT systems and it all went to pot. And they've had to pay out a fair amount of compensation. But you think if organizations that big and that reliant on technology are making mistakes and um, 
you know, things that have that much of an effect, then it's a bit worrying. It, it seems like the people who should know how to fix it all aren't, there aren't enough of them, or there may be just uh, not, nobody knows the whole system well enough to, to fix something completely. You've, all, you, you've got all these specialists in different areas. It's a bit like um, my wife's got a, a chronic pain condition, which is uh, which has related issues with neuralgia, and it's called TMJD. I don't know if you've heard of it. I've not, known. It's, it's basically it's a, a jaw sort of nerve pain condition thing that st- spreads like into the shoulder and around the head and stuff. Fantastic. But, but there's, there's these... Um, experts that have knowledge in a particular field um yeah but they don't talk to people that have expertise in a in a related field so you've got you've got the people that will be experts on joint pain but then you'll have the neurologists that know their area and actually the one person that that seems to have the best sort of advice for her has been um a sports massage therapist because they know a lot about how all these systems interlink with each other and how they affect each other, and it's a similar thing on, I think, on with IT. You might have a server specialist who doesn't know enough about the rest of what's going on. There might, you know, everything seems to be built in modules, sort of built on the shoulders of giants, kind of concept. I feel like the more interesting thing to come out of this story is how the world kind of freaked out just because yes. it was down <laughs> for. This is where I was about to go. That is concerning to me. Yeah. Mm. That is concerning to me that people rely so heavily on these social media platforms Mm. these days. I mean, I use them to market my brand because um, I I like to do disabled travel. Yeah. Um, Especially Disney. I'm actually actually a disabled ambassador for Disneyland Paris. Right. But um, um, that's basically all I, I use it for. I mean, I still have real world conversations quite often. I mean, we're basically having one now. I mean, I know we're using the internet to talk, but we're actually talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas so many people just don't anymore. They just use this crap and it is yeah. crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, I, I think we could, we could tangent it back to what we were just talking about. And these are helping divide society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you're getting sound bites of hate, if you like. Yeah, because it's so easy to take something out of context there. Mm. Absolutely. When there's no tone given by the text form. And if they clarify it afterwards, that's not going to go in a news story. Exactly. And when and when, when the news tweets out something and it's completely wrong, and it, the tweet goes viral, then yeah. two, three hours later, they'll tweet the clarification, and that will just be ignored. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was you. You brought up I can't remember what it was we were talking about, but that woman last year was it or the year before that got on the plane, made that flippant comment, flip, flippant tweet, got on the plane in America. I don't believe that podcast will have gone out yet. Ah, uh, okay. Well, maybe leave that one then, will we? Maybe. Well, we can we can mention it, can't we? Sure. Yeah. Um, was it last year or the year before? She got on the plane in America. She was on her way to South Africa, and she said something daft. She um, said, unwise, uh, going say? to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding. Uh, yes, and, I do remember this. And then she gets off the plane at the other side and basically her life's in ruins. Yeah. yeah. If you search up her name, I can't remember what it is. Those are, that All the news stories for the first 10 pages or so are of that. Mm. It's... I'm just going to one tweet. And 
it, she later clarified that it was a comment on how little Americans actually care about well, the age crisis in Africa. See, it's the other thing is I've I've had this conversation actually with your sister earlier today. She's very reluctant to take part in any of the kind of YouTube or podcasting stuff that we do. Um, okay, and. To be honest with you, I, I kind of see her reasons for that because she's uh, she's in sort of training with theatre studies. So there's every chance that if she does any any good at what she's doing, she's going to be looking for jobs in sort of TV or theatre. She could get some some measure she of get, fame, if you like. She could she could get James Gunn. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So um, if she says one thing or tweets one thing that could be taken out of context or or is ten, not offensive. Ten years now, down the line, basically just seems... poor jokes. Yeah, yeah, jokes that were badly written but taken to mean something. Like if Jimmy Carr did a joke like that, I think like he would do it well, well enough. That... <laughs> but that's his identity, isn't it? It's kind of that's what he. <laughs> yeah. See, at the same time, I really don't think when it comes to comedy, there's a line. I think, you know, everybody has their own niche and their own subjective, yeah. um, what what they like to hear. And I don't think that, that anything should ever be off limits in comedy yeah. because the yeah. second you make one thing off limits, everyone else asks. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're centering left, right and centre. You know, but the thing is, we, we've now, once again, thanks to social media, mm. we've got these groups that just rove around looking at people's histories to yeah. try and find outrage, to uh, try and unperson them from the world. The Offence Brigade. Yes. Mm. My God. I feel like there's... They are just... Well, maybe a maybe a, a complete outage of the social networks <laughs> wouldn't be such a bad thing then. <laughs> I think that, that would be a bad there's thing some cool. people that would say that the reason people don't like their jokes is because they're offensive, which I would say they're and, wrong. I would say because they're badly written. As a just, but, a, but but even so, if they're offensive, so bloody what? Yeah, uh, at the end of the day. So bloody what? What, what are we going to do? Oh, it's we just when it's not clear it. whether they're being serious, I think. But I've, I've, been, I've been in an audience for a, a comedian and found myself laughing. And, and you can tell that most of the audience that are laughing with you are half laughing at the fact that they're shocked that they're laughing about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, 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 it's overstepping that line that is the funny thing. And it's, it is a bit of a shock. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you don't... Comedy is mostly taking the piss out of things. Yeah. It's basically what it is. Mm. And I'm sorry, offence is taken, not given. And I know that's an old trope, but... Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's just true. It's just so subjective. And comedy is so subjective, right? I, I don't think James Gunn's tweets were funny at all. Mm. I think they're actually quite disgusting. Even people say they were taken out of context, but what context do you put some of the things he said in? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, well, what is the context there? Because some mm. of the things are basically about raping children. Mm. You've, so, so you've got if you're tweeting something, you've got to be you've got to be wise and think about. Well, exactly. But the thing <laughs> is, once again, I know that he was a shock, a shock comedian. That's what he yeah. did to begin with, shock mm. comedy. Mm. And at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's not intended to be. People, I, I see people on the other side of things calling him a paedophile. No, he's not a fucking paedophile. Excuse my language, but he's not. He's just an offensive prankster. Yeah. And, mm. yeah. and people need to grow up. 
people need to grow up. It's the difference between because I mean you, you probably hear the same kind of humour down the pub every Friday and Saturday yeah. night all all over the country, but they're not putting it. If you don't put it in print and online, it's uh, it's just you know it's gone. Whereas exactly. once once it's online, that's it. <laughs> you can be pinned down on it. Okay. Exactly, and it's just it's just insane. We live we're living thanks to social media. We're living in insane times, and I completely agree with you. I think a complete outage of the entire social media network would not be a bad thing because then people would be forced to talk again. Yeah. Anyway, this next section I think is going to take. Yeah, this is probably <laughs> going to be the longest discussion. I don't know. We'll okay. Think. MPs vote to delay Brexit. That I <laughs> was Silence. shouting at the TV when I saw the chaos this week. Can I interrupt before we even start discussing this, just to see where we're all coming from? Um, did you vote in the referendum? I did. Are you prepared I, to? Are you happy to tell us how you voted? I voted Remain, but if, if we're forced to do it again, I'll vote Leave. That's interesting. I actually, for the first time yesterday heard somebody who voted leave say that they regretted their vote i've heard lots of people say the other way around that I, i've heard lots of remainers claim that leavers would change their mind but i've never actually heard a leaver say they would change their mind and this is the first time i've heard a remainer say that they would change their mind yeah, i absolutely would right and, but but not not for the reasons that people might think um I, I basically am just I'm I, I believe that we need to respect the democratic will of the people in the largest democratic vote ever taken in this country. And I think if we were to then undermine it with another vote, because I can see the, the, the way the other vote's gonna go is what they're gonna do is they're gonna split the leave vote. So they're do gonna you, give you two leave options and one remain. Can I can I just ask you though, would you be happy to be living in a society that was constructed based on the results of a vote which was held after a criminal campaign? Well, I don't know if, I, if you can really call it a criminal campaign. That's still being contested in the courts. Is it? Yeah, they, they're definitely appealing. They're appealing. I know they're definitely... Right, okay. Yeah, but as things stand, it's it's been, it's been judged... Um, I mean, how long can they string that out for? The appeal. But, but I, I don't know. But but at the end of the day, you know, seven, 50, it was fifty two forty eight, and it was close. But I, I am also a big believer in democracy, and the way I look at it is, we haven't left. And when we vote in a general election, we don't just decide we don't like the outcome of the general election and vote again before the new government's given a chance to take power. No, but then we're not going to have another referendum in less than five years, are we? Uh, well, we could be having one well, this year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's I, interesting, I, though, that I mean, the, the whole sort of uh, claim of it being a criminal campaign was based on the... Um, th there was a whole lot of stuff going on with that information technology that we were talking about about social media exploitation and division of the masses if you like leave the very well, likely one eu referendum due to illegal overspending says oxford professor's evidence to yes but court. the overspend from what i understand it is in the grand scheme of things a minuscule overspend and the government on the remain side on 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 our side actually spent a lot more anyway it has a 
more in detail th- thing below it saying analysis finds advert reach it, uh, tens of millions of people in crucial days. Well, after the, other, the, the other thing was, was I'd, I'd also, enough to change the outcome. I'd also heard that the same um, process analyzing the Remain campaign had um, declared that their campaign was legal this week. Yeah. So I, f- I feel like with, I mean, you probably heard a lot of people saying just the lies alone, but I say with illegality and just what we've shown, just how much damage it's caused. There's a lot of in the last two years. What, what, what damage has it actually caused? Right, because at, at the end of the day, they promised things to us if we voted leave, like a punishment budget, like an immediate recession after the vote. None of this came to pass. Well, so what damage had the pound did caused? drop. To I we think did not, we did not go into recession, and the thing is, my my I did. <laughs> I'm a lot worse off because of it. <laughs> I, I, My degrees I, are in business and finance, and well, um, I have a little bit of insight into if, where I think we should go. If the pound dropping wasn't due to Brexit, then it's not Brexit's fault. But I have lost um, in in the order of thousands of pounds on holidays over the last couple of years because of the change in the in the exchange rates. Oh yeah, of course. And I mean, right now the exchange rates are pretty good, especially with the euro. Nothing um, like what it so, used to be, though. Absolutely not. But then again, this time last year, I was getting 10, 12p less a pound. And I know, I know, as a, I know as a freelancer that, that the business I'm in has, has just completely died out. Not, not completely, but I, we're getting about half the business that we were um, a couple of years ago. And it's, it's not, but it's is not it improving. Due to the vote or is it due to the absolute shit show of uncertainty we've got? Well, I feel like can, can the problem with the vote was the that the Leaf campaign didn't really have any plans of what they were going to do. Reasonable plans, at least. They didn't expect to win. Yeah. Well, I didn't get to vote anyway, but I, d- I don't feel like just ploughing on into something that all the... Ex- well, m- the vast majority of experts say will really hurt our economy. It's an interesting... I I am an economic expert, and I can tell you right now that if we went... This is just my analysis of things. If if we went off the cliff edge and went to the World Trade Organization, initiated Article 24... Um, I believe it is, um, and which allows us to trade under the same terms right now that we have for 10 years until we can strike out a new trade deal. Um, I believe that we would be fine. We might see an absolute, uh, we might see another crash in the pound, but it would be very, 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 very quick, and it would be over quickly. Because once they instigate that article, I, I believe it's Article 24, with the World Trade Organization, we can just continue to trade under the terms we've been trading for now but if trade was all it was about think then about that might be the worries of medicine shortages particularly with your I think, MS. I think it's an absolute scare story because even the eu have told us that there will be um in 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 in, in the event of a no deal there will be no extra checks and no delays at the borders they've told us that when 
But I don't see uh, the point then. <laughs> What's the point of having a border if that's the case? It's like that—that's my argument for staying. It's like, well, if you're not going to actually implement and implement any kind of border control, what is the point? What is it absolutely. for? <laughs> once again, I, I voted Remain, but but the thing is, I'm so torn because I I can look at the EU from a financial perspective, and I can see that it's a dying organisation, and the 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 euro is is a death of a currency that's going to have to go away i would say within the next 10 years or it's just going to bring the entire continent down interesting it's, i find it interesting actually you saying that you voted remain but next time you would vote leave because i'm actually in the same position with the scottish independence referendum i voted remain and would if they held held another one now would vote leave now I, I can understand that perspective. Absolutely. Not because of Europe, but just because I'm actually ashamed to be British at the moment. Be Within a few I'm, months, I'm, I think I would be allowed to vote in that, and I don't know how I would vote in that, I don't think, because... The thing is, I'm English through and through, and I'm ashamed to be British. Yeah, well, I am. I'm, I'm I am. Oh. Not, not for, maybe not for the same reasons, but I think that, that this... Britain right now is just an awful place. I, I think we're doing awful things to people. We're criminalising people for speech. Mm. We, we're just, we're absolutely just an awful place. And I'm ashamed of my country. Yeah. And I'm ashamed well, of our politicians. I'm ashamed of everything. My kids were born in Scotland, but I'm I'm English, technically. So. Well, my father lives in my father. My family on my mother's side, uh, McEwen clan. Full, full on Scottish for fruit, but um, my father's actually with a Scottish woman and has decided to uh, basically run off and live in Scotland. So they live in Glasgow. Mm. Um, so I have a lot of um, a lot of affinity and connection with Scotland myself. Yeah. But the thing is, I couldn't blame you for wanting to break away from Britain at all. I couldn't blame you. I I, I would want to do the same. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> I feel like that would be this... only really on the condition of being allowed back into the EU, but we already know that Spain's probably not going to want that because then that shows that they support independence. Hey, maybe they would allow. Catalonia maybe they would allow it in re in um, in re as a trade for for getting Gibraltar. We, we give them Gibraltar. Well, I don't and, think and Scotland can choose to give Spain Gibraltar. <laughs> we'll be part of the UK. We, we would have an equal say, wouldn't we? No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would at the point where the negotiations took place. We should have. We don't, but we should have. You'd have to have the euro. I, I wouldn't care. I'd, I'd be happy with that, but then I'm not a financial expert, so I've never... I've never had any problem with getting rid of the pound. It's not. It's just a word for a for a. The euro is just it's just such a spread thin currency, and there are too many economies within the United States of Europe, as, mm. as it now seems to be, um, that are failing. So there's only there's only five or six net co contributors to, to to the EU, yeah. and we're one of them. And so when we pull out our money, we're a net contributor. Where's that extra £10 billion a year that we net contribute going to come from? Because it's not going to come from Greece. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting few months, isn't it? It's going to be scary. 
Because I, I feel like the worst thing is just that nobody really knows what's going to happen now. I think they've decided to delay it until June or something. I don't know. Well, if they it... have. Sorry. Approved. Yeah. They, they have to. The EU still have to approve it, and if just one of the member states say no, there's no extension happening. Yeah, I mean, I know I've seen the the commentators um, theorizing, uh, even though France and Spain say that they would um, oppose it, that they're likely to say yes because they're going to lose so much out of it as well. But I did see a report. I don't know if it was just the tabloids stirring up shit again that the eu were going to come back and demand that we have uh, a two-year extension so that we've got time to take a second referendum but i don't know if that was just media bollocks as usual but the thing is once again the extension uh, from what i understand is on their terms yeah that's it so they they can demand pretty much whatever they want if 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 we're going to get an this extension, is I, this is why I think voting to take no deal off the table was the stupidest thing they could have done. Because the thing is, we are a net contributor to the EU. They, we do have a trade deficit with the EU. We we spend more there than they spend here, and having no deal on the table severely strengthened our hand. And we should have threatened to use it in our negotiations, because they're the ones that would have been hurt financially from it, not us. Hmm. I feel like a lot of the analysis, at least that I've seen, has said otherwise. Oh, we've lost connection. Oh. Is that our end? No, because we're only like the third item into the news rundown. There was a problem with the network. Well, hang up. Oh. oh. We're still connected to that. There's a server connection interrupted with. Pardon me. Go and check the router. Are we getting connection here? Because yeah. there's a, at the same time the connection with the router went down as well. With the NAS went down. Okay, we're back. Hello. I don't know why that happened, but our camera's not I, on. Can I've you switched over to mobile data in case it was my end? Well, we lost we lost uh, network connection to our local NAS router as well, so I think there was a problem at our end. Okay. Well, uh, I'm I'm on mobile data, but I've got sixty gig anyway. Uh. uh wait, hold on. Where's my camera? Um. Where's my camera? There I am. Hey, we're back. We're back. There we go. 
Shall we move on from Brexit? Okay, yeah, I feel like we need to get through these a little bit faster than we have been because we've had like a whole thesis discussions after each one so far. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's fine. But, um, I it's mean, better it, than the usual. It makes up that we've for mentioned. the fact that we've only got like half a page of news stories now. Okay, NASA engineer looks to Titan for human colony. Which planet is that a moon of? Is that Jupiter? Jupiter. I think it's Jupiter. Yeah. Mm. Can you okay. hear us? Hello? I ha- I ha- yeah, sorry. I hope my connection does Yeah, it just went. <laughs> that's not uh, us. That's- hang on. It's just oh, reconnected. You're back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was just my network being a dick. <laughs> that's fine. Okay, we might have slightly uh, patchy connections here, but we'll see. Okay. Titan, human colony. That's going to take a while to get to. Shouldn't we concentrate on going back to the moon and then Mars first? <laughs> I, 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 I completely agree. What, 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 what the hell? <laughs> that's a long, that's a long way. I think... It's a, it's a... The thing that the, the sort of extra explanation was the marketing campaign would be that you could attach wings to yourself and fly on Titan what? yeah well, because, because of low gravity yeah and presumably the atmosphere is thick enough I guess I mean it sounds like fun <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well all it says is NASA engineer looks to Titan for human colony you might have just literally just Tell you what, we, we we take the billionaires first. We take Donald Trump. We take Richard Branson and we'll them leave off. them there. <laughs> yeah, and we'll leave them there. We'll say bye bye. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, there's not a lot you can discuss about that one, really, is there? Yeah, it's no, just it's the sort of definitely stupid. <laughs> I think it would be interesting eventually, maybe, but because Mars so is kind back of to the moon for fucking. Mars decades. isn't really the best place. The, the amount of times we keep saying we're going back to the moon, we build these brand new multi-million pound moon rovers and then they just fucking sit stationary. James May fucking drove one on top here, didn't he? If, see, if capitalism continues, we might actually get back there now, though, because the private private companies are, are involved now. <laughs> Although, from what I've seen, SpaceX is fairly aware of the scientific goal. Right. Oh, I, I love Elon Musk. <laughs> he's sometimes. I love him. Yeah, he's sometimes a bit of a twat, but I, I like he's him. Absolute twat. He's, he's, yeah. But the thing is, he's the thing is, he's probably the most human billionaire I've ever seen. Mm, mm. He's just, he just, he just pisses about and sells fucking flamethrowers. I mean, <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because I think he looks quite robotic personally. But yeah. Oh, but in, the, in, the, in his mannerisms, in the way he acts, you could just—he's—he's he's more like a—you can go for a, him down the pint, uh, go for him, <laughs> go with him down the pub for a pint, than Nigel Farage tries to be. Yeah, mm. you know, I understand. Yeah. Sorry, you know, he just—he's just a normal bloke who just happened to do very well in his life. <laughs> okay, do you want to go on to the next story? Go on then. Who the fuck is this? Australian Aboriginals would right to sue for colonial land loss. Hang on. They win the right? Yeah. So does that mean they've been to court to get the right to sue? 
Yes. <sighs> why could they not just skip that? If I mean, like, could they not have just sued in the first place? Why, why would you have to win a right to sue? Well, you have to prove ownership, I guess. Yeah. Right. Okay. But I mean, I don't know. Who are they the going entire... to sue? Well, white people. Well, they're going to sue some landowners to sort of try and reclaim territory that was there. Would it not be the UK? Yeah, I would imagine it would be the UK. Because we've just been kicked out, or we've been told by the UN to give back that island, haven't we, as well? Yeah. So it's coming back to kick us in the balls. Well, I think it would be just that they're allowed to have more territory, because I think similar to the US, they have sort of reserves mm-hmm. for Aboriginals, which there's a lot of land there, isn't there? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think the idea is the actual land that is useful for something. Yeah. They're wanting some of it back because in the past, a lot of Aboriginals were slaughtered in order for basically white people to have that land. Yeah. No, yeah. Absolutely, and that was wrong. And the the thing is, like I say, the UK will probably be the people to sue. Sorry if you can hear something in the background. It's pretty cold in here. I just put my heat on. Um, (laughs) um, But the UK probably be the people to sue. But but then at the same time, do we personally take any kind of collective responsibility for for what happened? I argue we don't. Um, Not collective responsibility, but I feel... I don't know how I feel about it, because I'm not exactly for people being held responsible for their ancestors' actions, but in the same way, if you're directly benefiting from that, I mean, you're not as bad as them, and you're not res- anyway responsible for what happened to the other person's that, ancestors. That's the other side of the same coin <clears throat> that like yeah. the, the people the ab- the aboriginals that are suing for colonial land loss weren't born into a life where that land belonged to them. So Exactly. They're they're claiming back compensation that was owed to their ancestors rather than owed by ours. To or, yeah, it was owed by our ancestors to their ancestors. Um yeah, but the reality in Australia is that the, the, the reality in Australia are... is awful. Yeah, the... it, it really is. They are treated like second-class citizens, yeah, and it, it's, it's absolutely disgraceful. So I feel like they're, whilst I don't agree with the ancestral responsibility thing, because that's bullshit. Because you go, you don't have any control over what your granddad did. If he, did. but it's, it's not even it's not even that. It's like you see on Twitter these days you just get blamed for something that people in the past that it just looked like you did i'm yeah. sorry no i'm responsible for me yeah. not what someone 500 years ago that 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 might have had the same eye color and hair color as me did yeah do you know what i mean i, I, I feel like responsibility is dangerous yeah. yeah so sometimes it can go too far um well often it could go too far Jesus, can you imagine if you got the 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 if you had to carry the can for some of the shit I've done? <laughs> I, I I hope not. <laughs> face. <laughs> it, it's all in our podcast. Well, not all of it, but no, it's not. <laughs> I wasn't recording but, that. <laughs> but, but no, oh, um, 
but like I say, the way they they are treated now is appalling. Yeah, and they are treated treated like second class citizens. And if they can, I, I once again, I'm I'm a, a firm believer in everybody should be treated equally. Everybody should be given an equal chance. And you can just see from the reality over there that they're not. Mm. And I think the idea is to get some so, compensation for the way that they have been treated and the it, amount of land they have. I don't know a huge amount about the situation over there. Does it? Is it? Um, do you know? Is it as as bad as it was in South Africa during apartheid, or is uh, it a completely different situation? It's different it's, it's, in the way it's that the situation. They're not the majority, right? Okay, yeah. But but at the same time, like I say, it's but they live collectively um, quite often. Mm. Um, and their towns are very run down and they don't get government money they get very neglected uh, they're treated like second class citizens and quite frankly if they can win the right to, to be given an equal footing uh, go for it yeah. I'm all for yeah. it yeah, I think it's more similar to the situation with uh, Native Americans and the American government although I think they're given even less uh respect than they're given no respect at all yeah from what i've seen and uh, you know like i say it's it's an awful situation for anyone to be in and they shouldn't be in it especially as at the end of the day they are native to that land Mm. and they uh, they have a right to at least be treated equally at least Mm -hmm. because everybody should have that right and they're not getting it. And like I said, if they can, they can win some 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 rights and dignity and some respect. I'm absolutely with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next news story is I don't know if I've you really follow U.S. politics that much. I do. Uh, Better O'Rourke joins the running for Democratic candidates in the 2020 election. Yes, Beto O'Rourke. It's just, it's just, it's just another populist twat. Yeah, I feel like they've got just far too many candidates now. I was just going to say they're not spreading themselves a bit thin. They've got Bernie Sanders. They've got, I think, is it Kamala Harris? Kamala Harris. Is yeah, Kamala running. Harris. Um, Tulsi Gabbard is running, who I think is a good candidate from Hawaii. Um, um, not heard of them. It's got Elizabeth Warren. Yep. Um, that's who have declared so far. There may be more. I'm not sure, but um, right now, as it stands, pretty much all of them except Tulsi Gabbard are uh, campaigning on identity. And if they keep doing that, they're going to lose. Donald Trump will win. Yeah. Well, he campaigned very much on identity, but in a different way. Yeah, he did. He he did. He did definitely did. But he also the reason. Donald Trump won is because Donald Trump won the Rust Belt. He focused yeah. very, very much on economical stability for the Rust Belt, and that got them over to his side. And still, the Democrats appear to have not learned Basically that Basically just lying, but being okay with being dishonest with people. Yeah, but then, then I, I believe... I, 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 there was an article, I can't remember where it was, it could have been in USA Today, but technically speaking, he's the most honest president in history. Uh, how? <laughs> because he never, 
minces his words. Because he actually believes the, the shit that he says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He never he, he never minces his words. I mean, Barack Obama was economically devastating for the country. Um, so that there needed to be uh, there needed to be a change. But Hillary Clinton should have should should have, should have been the easiest campaign in history to win. But once again, she campaigned on identity, and then uh, but 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 on divisive identity. Then she decided to call half the people she could have tried to court for votes deplorables because she's a fucking idiot. Uh, and she lost. Because mm. you're trying to court these votes away from that man. You don't call them names. Yeah, but I feel... I don't know. Did Donald Trump... I mean, I know he's called all sorts of reporters just oh, terrible he's, things. He's, a, he's, he's, not, he's, not, he's not a uh, decent human being at all. He's not, he's no. not a nice man. But at, at the same time, if... if they continue campaigning down this road, this 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 um, intersectionality, as they like to call it these days. They, he's just going to win because nobody wants it. Right. I've got I've got a fear that he'll probably win again, but yeah, he's, 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 I, I I think he's, I'm going to hope that he gets impeached before then. Yeah, but impeachment doesn't mean it, it, impeachment I mean, doesn't mean removal either. No, Bill, Bill Clinton impeached. Yeah, but he he did, he wasn't removed from office. Well, was Bill Clinton? I don't think Bill Clinton was ever actually properly impeached. He just left. Yeah, he before. was. He was. Yeah. Okay. Bill Clinton was impeached, and he he, just, didn't, he it, wrote out his impeachment trials. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't resign. Yeah, he did. I think. No. No, he served he, out he his term. All right. Which, actually, funnily enough, though, Richard I was. Nixon, I, I know. I I had thought the way that you're reacting to that be, until I was watching uh, uh, one of those documentaries on the '90s um, on TV. Go on, um, here's you got laptop in front of you, right? Yeah. Go on, beat Earl Rourke's campaign website. It's the funniest thing, unless it's changed. The only thing on beat Earl Rourke's campaign website last time I checked was merchandise and donate. No policy positions, nothing. Just, I'm running, buy my stuff. Okay. official website. Beto for America. Landing page. Where's his policies? It's got a shop, a donation thing, and just a thing to join his grassroots so, campaign. So it's, it's basically sign up to my mailing list. <laughs> it doesn't have to simply say what it stands for. If I'm an American and I, I want to support this man, what does he believe? Why to would be I fair, give him my money? Why he, would I buy his stuff? To be fair, he did, I think, uh, go into the running a couple of days ago, so he might have not had yeah, time to write yeah, something. Yeah, but you, you, would, you would think... Yeah, the I would write the stuff beforehand. Let people where you know where you stand. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I'm not going to sign up to someone's mailing list. I'm not going to donate to them, and I'm not going to support them to be my leader if I have no idea what they stand for. All I know is that he's a Democrat that's a bit more left leaning than most Democrats. He, he like I say, he's a he, he's attempting to be a populist. He's, he's attempting to be a Trump like figure. And I mean, I think that the, the biggest Trump-like figure they've actually got on <laughs> in the Democratic uh, Party right now is Ocasio-Cortez. She's a fucking idiot. <laughs> I quite like her. 
I keep seeing she's her. An idiot. Yeah, she she's does, an idiot. She does say some stupid stuff sometimes, but she, I feel like she, she... she's basically female Donald Trump. That is basically what she is. And you know, she's calling the media liars all the time, just the same as him. She says and does stupid shit all the time. And she, she's basically his his democratic polar opposite. Well, equivalent. I feel like from what I've seen. A lot of it's focused on trivial things, like the fact that she was dancing. Yeah, no, no, nobody was outraged about that. Nobody was outraged about that at all. There was one person, maybe, one person that tweeted about it. And, and it wasn't a maybe, there was one person that tweeted about it. And then suddenly there were headlines saying, conservatives are outraged. There was one person. <laughs> and it caused head- headlines. You know, this is, I, I don't trust the mainstream media at all anymore. I think they just, they're, they're activists, not journalists. The, was there a time when you did? <laughs> but well, they're obviously I, a lot I worse feel, now. But. I feel like there was a time when they, they at least liked to confirm sources. Yeah, they liked yeah. to be mm-hmm. They liked to, to at least try. Mm-hmm. But now it's just, they're, they're activists, all of them. Yeah. And they've got their, their, their slant. They've got the way that, that they want you to see things. And they don't give a, a flying fuck about whether or not they confirm sources, it would appear these days. Because the amount of times they have to retract stories now is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, what was it? It was I, th- I think one of the biggest perpetrators is BuzzFeed. Uh, a few weeks ago, they, um, they said that they got confirmation that uh, Michael Cohen had been directly told by Donald Trump to lie to Congress. And then in like the rarest of rares, when it comes to that Mueller investigation, Mueller's office actually came out and said, no, this is not true. And still BuzzFeed refused to retract story. They say our source is good. No, your source is not good, BuzzFeed. You're activists. Yeah, it's 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 a balanced thing as well, though, isn't it? Because it's like, I mean, it's important not to have to reveal sources to some extent, but at the same time, that's open to abuse, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And at the same time, when the actual special counsel doing the investigation comes out and says it's not true, it's probably not true. Yeah. Because he rarely breaks his silence at all when it comes to that investigation. And he actually came out, and still to this day, BuzzFeed will not retract that story because they want it to be true mm. yeah okay next story uk science post-brexit trade deal with pacific islands oh did not know pacific islands being i'm guessing that's a more vague collective term for a lot of islands in the pacific like fiji and right. samoa what do we get from I'm Fiji? Guessing. But I keep. But um, I don't. I don't feel like we really get a huge amount from the Pacific Islands. We get bananas, I think, mostly from uh, Central America, right? Or I, I'm not aware, but any any trade deal, if it's a free trade deal, is always a good thing for both parties involved. Yeah, generally. That I don't feel like it's. It's got to be a fairly conditional trade deal if it's a post-Brexit trade deal, isn't it? Yeah. Because <laughs> we're not allowed to sign trade deals at the moment. Yeah. It's, it's just sort of, if the deal goes Where did this, this come way, from, anyway? The Guardian. The Guardian. 
Oh, God. God. Oh, yeah. It's probably true, but the Guardian are probably one of the biggest defenders in this country for just... Did you know who Owen Jones is? Yes. Oh, my God. What what a... <laughs> I, I, there's I like... so much I could say about that man. He's just vile. He's a vile human being. The, I feel like Any there's some opposing reasons. views here. Any particular reason? Huh? Any particular reason? Because he's consistent. He consistently lies. He's Corbyn's little lapdog. Um, he, he's basically he's basically pound chop Jeremy Corbyn. Right. And and uh, yeah, Jeremy Corbyn's not a good guy. Not at all. The Labour Party is is a party that I. Supported my entire life. I'm actually politically homeless. I've got nobody to vote for because nobody re- represents my position. And Labour, uh, like I say, they're a party I supported my entire life because I'm working class and they're the party of the working class. They're not anymore. I would say that they've gotten more towards supporting the working class nowadays, though. I absolutely, completely, 100% vehemently disagree. They, they, they despise us. How so? How so? Look how they consistently attack and call people far right who are not. That's consistent. They do that quite often. It's, it's just it's just a way to it's a it's a get out clause basically. Owen Jones is one of the biggest perpetrators of this. Um, look how they don't really campaign anymore in working class neighborhoods jeremy corbyn is uh, he wants to go to the preppy things like the glastonbury festival and stuff like that that's not a place for the working class let's face it it's not uh they're they're just courting these these i think it's a place for the youth vote though yes but the the, 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 you say the youth vote it's not really representative of the youth of this country is it not really uh, I mean, you're not going to find a whole lot of old folks there. What, Glastonbury? Yeah. Yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah, you will. Yeah. All right. Glastonbury is basically hippie land. <laughs> um, it costs a lot to go there and you have to... Yeah. I mean, I first... It's very different. I've only been once, but it's very different from when I've that was. I've only been once. That was The Cure back in... Who, incidentally, I think are headlining again this year. Um, back in the early 90s but no the Labour Party is not the party of the working class because it was the working class that delivered the Brexit vote at the end of the day and it was the working class that delivered that vote and they they they, they don't support it they don't support them I mean I, I don't like I say I voted Remain and I'm, I, I'm severely absolutely conflicted because I'm a lover of democracy uh, I believe in democracy, and I believe. But in there that. are many forms of democracy, aren't there? And direct democracy like that isn't what our democracy has sort of evolved to, or maybe it is becoming that. But parliamentary democracy is a different. I, 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 I think ruling by referenda is a very bad idea, mm. personally. Yeah. But that's what they chose to do, and when yeah. they put out the official paperwork, they promised to implement the vote. They cocked now up. you're going to have seven. <laughs> Yeah, of course they did. They absolutely cocked up. They only they only called the vote, right? So 
you've had three mandates for the vote, as far as I'm concerned, um, from the British public. The first one was when they uh, offered, the Conservative Party under David Cameron offered to call the vote in um, response for being elected to government, and then they were elected to government. Uh, so they called the vote. There's your mandate again. And then just recently, during um, during the last general election in 2015, I believe it was, every party stood on a pro-Brexit manifesto. Yeah. So but, there's been well, three mandates, as far as I'm concerned. You no, can't Lib- assume Lib- that have never stood on everyone believes manifesto. in the same thing yeah, just because that's what's being campaigned on. Because well, no, I, you'll be very different from your average Remain voter, I would say. Well, I believe I believe that um, seventy percent of Labour constituencies voted Leave, and that's not reflected in the party at all. Although apparently uh, this was on our last episode. Uh, now that they're supporting a second referendum, and obviously you can't tell if this is an exact correlation, but they have seen a surge in support back in their heartlands. Yeah, but, I've seen that, yeah. Well, yes, but but still, I just don't feel like, right now, anyway, they're for the working class. I mean, It's difficult to the, comment on that, because we don't have any Labour representation up here. So, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I feel like it's... We, I actually live in one of the only towns that's got a Lib Dem MP. All right. Uh, yeah, you're generally supporting the Lib Dems, which I feel like in this Brexit but thing have just sort of... See, in the next election, I would actually ignored. vote SNP because they're the only chance of getting Colin Clark out of... Gordon. Yeah, um, the Tories have had yeah, I, quite a surge in Scotland. I, I think the SNP are problematic, personally. I, uh, I would... <laughs> Suggest that the Tories are far more problematic <laughs> to the country as a whole. I agree. I agree with most of their policies. So it is. It isn't an ideal situation. But the Lib Dems, who are my first choice, don't stand a chance here. Which yeah. is why I don't like um, the the electoral system that we have. No, first past the post is ridiculous. Yeah, it's not it's representative of the country. And whilst I don't want UKIP to have more power. It's still more democratic to have people that support UKIP what, what, proportionally what represented. The SNP got returned with 56 MPs on less than a million votes, and UKIP got 4 million votes and got one MP. Yeah, but then can you... Because if, if you take um, population density into account does that would that not mean that the whole of scotland would pretty much be one constituency compared to some of the i mean like no. compared to london no definitely not no i i, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't think that i think scotland's got it, it would have much larger constituencies but definitely yeah. not to that degree uh highest but i mean for instance up here where we are i mean you can see you could see a constituency covering pretty much from inverness down to perth or dundee which is, well, uh, I don't know. I don't. I, to be honest, I don't think our constituency is well represented anyway by the Tories. Because, but the thing is, my my constituency definitely isn't represented. Where, where are you? I'm in Eastbourne on the south coast. Right. Okay. The largest electorate I, is actually the Isle of Wight. Yeah, that makes sense. 
followed by Northwest Northwest Cambridgeshire. So a lot of the London ones are actually put into smaller things. But then you got West Ham, which is quite big. Uh, but if we go down, like you have to go quite far down How- to find anything from Scotland. Where's our constituency? Uh, uh, if I <laughs> organise it in terms of this is boring, but you guys have got old boy Jimmy Cranky as first minister, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I, yeah. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of what they've done to a a Scottish man called Marcus Meachin, also known as Count Angular. Right. Uh, he's an internet comedian who taught his yeah. dog to do a Nazi salute. All right, okay. uh, I would say it's another example of a bad joke, but that didn't really deserve the sort of outrage it it got. Did he need need to be dragged through the courts for two years and given a criminal record for it? No, I don't think so. But that's what what the SNP... Gordon's not on there. I'll consider it. That's because you're in the England bit. Oh, that'll be why I can't find (laughs) anything for Scotland. (laughs) Okay, well, is there like a whole UK one? No, but they're Scotland. Okay, so the highest population one in Scotland oh, is 86,000. Yeah. Uh, but there's 100,000 people in my town. Yeah, but is that split up into several constituencies? No, we've got one MP. There's only one on this well, list. Well, uh, uh, electorate and people are different, so... Oh, yeah, that's like... true, yeah. 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 Uh... If you don't mind saying, what is your constituency? Eastbourne. We are in Eastbourne. So we've got Stephen Lloyd, uh, Liberal Democrat MP. And I, 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 I have to admit, he's a great MP. He's a lovely man. And uh, he really cares about this town. Oh, this is so annoying to... I just don't care for the Liberal Democrats or their policies. That's just me. Eastbourne has get, Eastbourne's actually seventy eight thousand in terms of electric, as an electric. As an electric. Okay, but yeah, we are a very small town. Whereas the smallest one in Scotland has twenty one thousand in the Outer Hebrides. So I'm surprised they've got that many out there. Actually, the vast <laughs> majority of uh, Scotland's constituencies are below yours in terms of. Yeah, their electorate, and we're a, we're a, we're a small town, so you're less represented than us, I think. I, I I would probably agree. Oh, actually, no, we've actually got a higher population in our constituency, apparently, just by about a thousand. It's quite a big area, though, Gordon. Yeah, that's actually one of the larger constituencies I've seen. It used to be Alex Salmons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hasn't he been me too lately? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which I mean, it's a cunt. So I think they spend him. an awful lot of money on that as well. I I just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just think right now I'm personally politically homeless. Like I say, I I I like Stephen Lloyd as a man, and I like the way he he works for our town and the way he tries to represent us and how much he cares. I just don't care for Liberal Democrats. Yeah, so when you don't actually agree with any of the parties, you have to base it on local policy after that point. Well, I can't vote. I, I can't vote. I, ca- I cannot vote. 
because I've got nobody here that I could I could give my vote to on yeah. policy. Right. I just I just can't. Are there no like local MPs that would that like are specifically other, local? The only other person that could win here would be the Conservative candidate, and fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> So at some point it comes down to tactical voting to find the person absolutely. that you least hate. Absolutely, and that, that's 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 my problem that I've got at the moment is because I I want a codified constitution guaranteeing certain freedoms in this country, and there's just no no party that wants to do that. It would be interesting to see. How, I, I don't know if there's any way they can determine it, but how many of the electorate are voting tactically at the next election because, you know, it's for the first time I would have to um, just to get the Tories out of yeah. errors. But this is the thing. If I if I, if I feel like, because um, I like to keep track on how well the, the candidate's going to do here, and if I feel like the Tory was going to win because she, she could very well win again because she ousted Stephen Lloyd um, last time. Stephen Lloyd only got his seat back in 2015. So she ousted him in 2010, I don't know, last time. Um, if, if I feel like she's going to oust him again, I'll have to vote for him. Mm. Because I don't want another Tory in my town. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next story. Nigel Farage starts Leave Means Leave March. <laughs> you mean that March he's not actually going to be going on all of anymore because oh. nobody signed up for Oh, right. I thought the the news stories were saying that he was going to lead it, and I think it was meant to be today, but... wasn't. Yeah, it, the, the march has begun, but um, Nigel's not going to do the whole thing anymore because like, virtually nobody signed up for it. I, I only briefly saw this one. It seems like an awfully long march. Is it over a long, like, a few days or weeks? Sunderland week to London. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have any reference for where Sunderland is in my mind, so... Northeast... Um, it's not it's not too far south of the uh, border actually. It's around sort of Newcastle area, northeast. So you would be marching for a day or two. Yeah, it's, so I think it's over several days. Yeah, it's two. It's yeah. probably over two hundred miles. Oh, well, look, I can understand why not many people have actually signed up then, because uh, I, I believe I believe only three hundred and fifty people total signed up for it. Yeah, um, which is, is not a lot of people in the grand scheme of things. It's a long way to ask. I presume they may be asking um, people to do sections of it and not the whole thing because it's an awfully long. I, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I honestly don't know. I believe two hundred people set off on it today. <laughs> something, something along those lines. But, 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 but it has been an absolute disaster, and I think Farage is just a fucking idiot. I think they're all fucking idiots. Yeah, pretty much. I really do. I, I mean, look, look at what we've got in number 10. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe... Remember when the media dragged Jeremy Corbyn for allegedly calling her a stupid woman? She is a fucking stupid woman. Yeah. That's objectively true. She's stupid and she's a woman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Totally agreed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> Scientists demand prohibition of human genetic modification. Well, yeah, different. I can see that we don't want no Professor X's being mod <laughs> genetically modified, do we? No, I I feel but, like but... Is, I don't know because I don't know enough about it, but it, might that limit? Might that have an effect on possible genetic treatments for certain conditions, 
or is that well, done the, differently? Yeah. Well, the, the thing is actually, yes, that there could be some great benefits going down that route, but there also could be some great abuses. So I can understand. I think possibly you don't blanket want to go prohibition's down. not a good idea. You don't want blanket to go... prohibition on anything is not yeah. a good idea. Yeah, you don't want to go down the route of eugenics, but th- there are benefits of. Solutions. One of one of the one of the is it Norway or Sweden? One of those countries has finally declared, thanks to eugenics, of course, that they have uh, they have um, eradicated Down syndrome, and by that they mean they've legislated that every Down's baby is uh, aborted. Right. Which is yeah. At what point does? (laughs) But would it be better to genetically modify so? that child still has a life. Well, this is an interesting one because it, if there was a way to have had you genetically modified so that you didn't have autism, would you have? Would you think we would have been right to have taken that choice? I don't know. Because you wouldn't have been you, would you? Yeah. No. This is, this is the thing. My, my son is five years old and we're going through the process of having him uh, assessed for autism. Yeah. Um, and he's great. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, he's 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 such he's just such a light. Yeah. And I wouldn't want him any other way. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's part of who they are, isn't it? It's, yeah. There um, are some conditions that have that uh, more mental side to them that. Yeah, I mean, maybe if they're a debilitating condition or a yeah. life-threatening condition. Um, I mean, the thing I- is, I don't even think, uh, in in my circumstance, I'd want my life any differently. Really, I, I'm I, I am happy, and also, I am not ashamed to say that I have used my condition to springboard me in into certain places. Like I say, I'm a disability ambassador for the Disneyland Paris. Yeah, we we get the uh, we 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 went to Disney World in 2011 and we've done the same at Disneyland Paris actually. I think we get in the I mean it's a different system at Disney World now, but it's still yes, beneficial to the whole family. Um yes, it but is. we kind of see it as but, not but, but payback, but it's it. kind of, you know, we go through but enough struggles. Know. Yeah, that most people don't. I don't even mean it in that way. Like I get the disability access. You know, I'm using my position to 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 carve out a niche in media. Yeah, yeah, that's that true. Yeah. Other people would would not be carving out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I I I love my life. Quite frankly, I'm in debilitating pain all day, every day, and I'm on so many painkillers. I'm on so many mus- muscle relaxants. Mm. But at the same time, I've got. I'm happy. Yeah. I, I and I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm. Oh, that's good to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I my voice just went. <laughs> and I, I hope that you will look at your situation in life. Yeah. Even though, and you'll you'll say that that's unique to you, and mm. that's going to be your quirk. It's going to be whatever going forward in life, and just accept yourself and. Embrace it, and and if you want to use it to springboard you forward in life, because why not? Yeah, I've I found why not quite oddly that because I think it's often said of people with autism that they have problems with empathy, where they can't really understand something from another person's perspective. But I find that 
I actually do that too much. Well, that's because yeah. you you reason it through, don't you? You 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 look for the logical reasons behind the way people well, see, respond to things. The thing is, I'm I I've been told a lot that I'm probably on the spectrum because all I ever do is I overthink and I overanalyze mm. and uh, and I I couldn't care less at the end of the day. Yeah. And the the thing is, I do sometimes have a problem with empathy myself. That's true, but. How do we get onto that from human genetic modification? <laughs> well, because if human genetic modification means that autism oh, yeah. was mm. eradicated, yeah, I was thinking at what point is at what point is, is that good thing? Is something regarded as eugenics or treatment? Because um, eugenics, uh, you would tend to think of as kind of uh, giving, making sort of superhuman improvements to something, wouldn't you? Yeah, Whereas, or remove it. I, I don't know. Or eradicating something bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But wherever you or start on the scale, you're still making the bad. same same kind but then of you jump. Need, but you still need to come from that position that it is bad. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Mm. your son is not bad. Mm. There's nothing wrong with your son. There's nothing wrong with my son. Yeah. Hell, there's nothing wrong with me, even though I'm physically fucked yeah There's, we're just know, all different <laughs> exactly yeah. we, we 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 play the hand we're dealt yeah and we shouldn't be fucking with that if there was a way for adults to consent to be genetically modified do you think That's that different. would be all right right yeah that is different i think an autonomous human being uh we have agency we can make decisions for ourselves yeah you know, yeah this is why I, I'm also an advocator of all drugs being legal, even though I don't take drugs, because I don't think that the government should be telling us what we can and can't put in our bodies. Same we should thing. be able to, over the, age, over the age of 18, we should be able to choose what the hell we do to ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think multiple studies have actually shown that when drugs are legalised, at least for cannabis, that actually it, lowers consumption. The usage goes down. Yeah. Yeah, well, because... Yeah, because when something's taboo, cool. you want to do it. I was just going to say, re- with regards to the ch- the sort of choice of whether or not you get genetic modification, essentially it's the same same as deciding whether or not you should be allowed to choose to wear a pair of glasses if you have defective eyesight. Yeah, <laughs> you know. At the, I mean, at the end of the day, an autonomous autonomous human being, we've all got agency. We've all yeah. got minds of our own, and I think over a certain age, say eighteen, let's use that as a baseline. Decide what the hell you want to do for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is that you can't really actually do that, at least not yet. So, and it'll be available to the people with the money first, anyway, as yeah. is everything. <laughs> of course, yes, of course. And, you know, this is why this is why I've got absolutely fuck all. Going back to the last conversation, I got fuck all anyone to vote for because they don't believe what I believe. Yeah, and I believe I believe in the most freedom, and I believe in the power of the individual and not the group. Yeah. Okay, uh, Savid Javid, uh, urged to vote on refugee family reunification bill. What's that um, about? Uh, yeah, elaborate. I haven't actually looked into this article personally. I'll try and find <laughs> just it. put the headline up. I didn't have a lot I of time have- before this. He's the Home Secretary. Yes, he is. I know. Uh, I know. There's been all sorts of problems with families being separated because of 
different. Yeah, I did, there was one woman that that's been living here like sixty odd years and found that she's had to apply for reapply for her citizenship. Yeah, but that's not to do with her uh, being this, a refugee. This appears to be if we've got refugees here from what this is just, 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 just me paraphrasing and I could be absolutely wrong, but from, from the headline you just read me, it seems to be that if we've got refugees here, um we we we're we're gonna be looking at whether or not we can bring their families in. Right. That that's well, what I that's what I got from the headline. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But it's a, it's a fairly non-committal way of phrasing it because reunification could actually just involve sending them back to where their family are. <laughs> yeah, but I I don't think it's going to. No. I think it's going to be bringing more people in. Yeah. If I find uh... oh, it's always annoying that on Microsoft News sometimes the news stories just. <laughs> Well, reappear and disappear. Maybe we should just move on because we've been going for like an hour yeah. and three quarters. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll try and move on. Uh, Remain supporting Tory MP Nick Bowles leaves local party, which means that he's not actually leaving the Conservative Party, he's just leaving his local branch of the Conservative Party. Okay. Which I'm not sure what that actually means, but it just means that I think he had a row with some people in his area and over. But they probably it. think he's a twat. How can he leave the local party if is he is he um well elected for his local constituency? Like um we have the Conservatives for Scotland. Yeah. If they were still part of the Conservatives, but not for Scotland. Right. Sort of. Okay. <laughs> I think they're southeast or something. I don't know. All right. Yeah. All I hear is Tory, and then I just hear switch black. off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there's a common thread there. Okay. Next. Okay. This comes back to the New Zealand gunman uh, saying yeah. that they had more attack plans. Yeah. Well, didn't they? Didn't they arrest four of them? Like three men and one woman. Oh, right, I only saw that the shooter at the mosque got um, arrested. There were two mosques attacked at once, I believe. Oh, was there? I didn't know that. Uh, there was definitely there was definitely two mosques. I know there were 49, I don't know if he went from 49 casualties. Because 49 casualties, I think very. I think there might be more wounded. But, yeah. but I don't know if he went from one mosque to the other or there was two simultaneous, but it was two mosques. Um, I need to and swap cameras. Uh, yeah, I know our, there's been four, four arrests. Our camera uh, GoPro just went, so we've got a second one. Where is it? <laughs> oh, this is so professional. <laughs> Hold on, let, let, while I've got this. I'm done with it. While I've got a minute. Right. I've lost it. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost the other camera. I got it out ready to swap. Fucking moron. <laughs> What did I do? I've lost the camera. Fuck it. <laughs> Fine, we're we we're just, still on the other one. We'll just go without a camera feed then. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll try round this up uh, as quickly as possible because we... New Zealand arrests. I mean, yeah, I believe there's four, there's four arrests. <sighs> You're an idiot. <laughs> you are absolutely. But well, this is how it usually goes with us, isn't it? Yeah, well, it would help if you actually knew where you put things. 
Sydney, Australia. At least 49 were killed, more than 20 seriously wounded Friday in shootings at two mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand. Three men and one woman are in custody. All right. That's, uh, was it? I've only heard about the main suspect for yeah. the sort of plotting of the whole thing, I guess. Well, because the original one says the suspect goes to court. Um, yeah, because yeah. he's the only one that's been charged so far. Right. Because uh, but... you, you, you can't, you can't deny he did it. He yeah. put a camera he was... on his shoulder and yeah. fucking streamed it like it was a fucking PlayStation game. Yeah. Right. If you've seen the footage. No. I haven't. I've kind of deliberately kind of a lot of not looked for it. <laughs> what do you think about I, I um, people saying that it should be taken down? I, I, right. So, once again, I think people are human beings and can make their own choices yeah. whether or not they want to watch something. But yeah. um, at, at the same time, on my Twitter feed on the, on the day it happened, Twitter's got the autoplay feature when you scroll through. Oh, when right, you scroll yeah. through, it plays the videos. Yeah. And if somebody else has liked it that I follow yeah. or they shared it, it was appearing in my feed and it was just playing. Yeah. So it was just there in front of my eyes. And I, I had a bit of a go at Twitter about that. Yeah. Because, quite frankly, kids use Twitter. And it, it wasn't even like hidden behind like a sensitive material yeah, or anything like I that. I know sometimes they have that for some of the replies. And then you click on that, and it turned out to be absolutely nothing. Yeah, but for absolutely. stuff that would actually like traumatize you, it doesn't put yeah, a filter on that. It's some of the most cold, brutal, and ruthless shit I've ever seen in my life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. Yeah, you know, I, I will. I will quickly describe. He was just. There were groups of people cowered in corners, and he would just walk up to them and shoot them. Yeah. It's, it was just, I've, I've it's, I mean, I've, I've seen stuff like that on TV dramas, but when you know it's real and you know it's, yeah, especially, I mean, people who, who must have actually seen it while it was streaming, knowing it was happening at that time. I, I had a field day on Twitter that day. Yeah. I, I, I was, I was going mad at people because they shouldn't, they shouldn't be sharing it. Yeah. If you want to view it, that's fine. Do not share it. Yeah. 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 It, it just, it's. Like I say, you can't unsee it once yeah. you see it. And I, I, yeah, there are, like I say, there are four suspects. Um, I know that the second mosque only didn't have more casualties in it because someone in the mosque had a gun and scared and shot back. Right. And shooter ran off. Yeah. Well, but, that'll, that'll be some uh, ammunition for the gun lobbies then. Yeah. But I'd seen that um, New Zealand's pretty much New Zealand's pretty much immediately tightening up gun restrictions, even though in America there's been thousands of mass shootings over the last decade or so, and depends what you depends what you declare you call a mass shooting. I think um, a mass shooting technically is declared as a shooting of four or more people. Yeah, so if you want to take it at that, there's not been thousands at all. Whereas if you want to take it as what the media call the media, the media tend to use two or more. Yeah. Right. So the official declaration and what the media use are usually two different things. And like I say, the media once again they're activists. 
Mm. So I, I, I have to say though, I'm not I'm not particularly any less kind of horrified by four people getting shot than by two people getting shot. I mean, obviously it's twice as many, but it's still almost as bad. But but once again, it's, it's just a way to, to manipulate people and pull on people's heartstrings and, which is what they're they're best at or worst. uh, at. (laughs) At the same time, I also believe in the, um, believe in the concept of the second amendment. I believe in the, I believe in people being able to arm themselves because I believe that is how you protect yourself from a tyrannical government. Right. Uh, the, the US First Amendment, the, the five freedoms, I think freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of press. Um, okay. There's five freedoms under the First Amendment. But the Second Amendment protects the First Amendment. And I think the First Amendment is probably one of the most important things on this planet. Yeah. Uh, mass shootings that exclude gang killings, domestic violence, or terrorist acts, uh, which is defined as killing at least four victims. There have been 90 in the US. But I'm assuming with things that are defined as domestic violence, gang killings, or terrorist acts, there have been far more. Or if you use yeah. a lower number of victims, there have been far more. I would. I mean, I don't know, but I would imagine domestic shootings are probably... One of the one of the highest risks because. Well, I think I think it's uh, in America. It's it's usually gang violence, right? Um, and once again, they're not actually doing anything to tackle the problem there. No, at all. No, <laughs> they're just not. Um, but but like thing- I say, I believe in the I believe in the right to arm yourself. I I think that I think that. It's the only way to protect yourself from tyranny. And I, I, I think that this is why I'm ashamed to be British at the moment. I think we're going down quite a tyrannical path right now. I think we're, 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 we're encroaching on freedoms. We're encroaching on speech. I do, but I, 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 I do, but I don't think we should be armed to deal with that. I, don't th- I think that would be like throwing fuel on a fire. But then at the same time, how do you deal with it if they take away your right to say anything? Uh well, I'd be interested to see what happens with this march next Saturday. Um, yeah, in London, see how many turn up and how they respond to the numbers. Um, I'll be watching from. I'll, I'll be in Paris, but I'll be watching from. Abroad. Yeah, it's um whether or not they. I know they've th- just thrown a load of money at the police. Um, I suppose specifically, it's been for the for targeting knife crime, hasn't it? But it would be interesting to see how well the police can deal with it and whether or not. It'd be interesting to see whether or not the the um, military are brought in at all. Depend. I mean, it depends on how many people turn up, doesn't it? I don't think many will turn out. If I'm honest with you, I could be I could be horribly wrong. But but um, at the end of the day, yeah, it'd be interesting. Uh, I mean, if I least, wasn't busy and I was near near enough, I would go. At least but. they aren't marching from Sunderland to London, which I suppose would give them quite a bigger turnout then. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it all just depends on how many yeah. turn out. The, the thing is, I, I, I found that people in the Remain camp are definitely more likely to turn out. Yeah. Because it's, it's just the way it is. Well, it it's, always, it's always the ones that are, that are kind of um, protesting against something that's happening that have a, 
a, a louder voice, if you like, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the leave means leave people are just protesting for them to hurry up with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. They've already Absolutely. won. Really? Well, have they? <laughs> have they? They've, they've won on paper, but I, I do think that this is going to go horribly wrong. Yeah. And think the, the, the thing is, at the end of the day, a lot of the people who voted leave are the type of people who, we, if we go right back to the beginning of the conversation, we're talking about far right. Yes, the far right did vote leave. Yes, they did. Mm. And yes, when they do something, it is more likely to be deadly mm. than when the far left do something. Yeah. And it's it's just a fact. It's it's the far right don't do things as often, but when they do it, it's usually deadly. It's just nobody can see a way out now, can they? We've we've but dug this hole, and it's there doesn't seem to be a that being deadly. That's a very definite way to silence free speech by killing someone, which is what they're doing. I think. Yeah, but then you then you martyr people. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And in in Star Trek, in quoting Star Trek, you can't silence a martyr. Yeah, but William Riker. Do you think Joe Cox has been martyred? Um, I mean, well, there was outrage at the time, but it didn't really change anything. I, I think it shocked think a lot so, of people. I think also Brendan Cox being quite a scumbag has um, undone that because the focus is when he when he he was out in as basically a woman abuser or it's some kind of scumbag and the, the focus went there rather than on the memory of Joe. It'd be interesting to see where that news came from originally. Well. Yeah. Because some places would rather throw attention off what they're trying to push, the yeah. opposition to that. It's all appearances, isn't it? Okay, uh, before we uh, end up doing like a three-hour-long podcast, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get on to the last new story of our first segment. <laughs> Go right ahead. Uh, Bolsonaro, that's the new president of Brazil, visits Trump to firm up conservative alliance. Okay, yep, they're both um, very conservative politicians. I wouldn't call Bolsonaro far right like the media do. I would call him just a hardline conservative. Um, I would say that he's uh, just vile as... Uh, from oh, everything well, I'd, I'd say he, he's a hardline conservative so um, nothing either of you that. said contradicted each other at all there though vile and conservative kind of go hand in hand <laughs> well it depends, it depends what you mean by conservative because obviously in the sense of the British politician of course but mm. it, it, uh, I mean I've got some friends who would be classed as conservatives but not in that sense you know they're religious or they're 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 very controlled in their life and mm. right they're just conservative. from what i've seen i mean he's not the most controlled i would say but oh no not at all he's a, he but it, i'd say he's just a hardline to quote uh i think he said i wouldn't rape you because you're not worth it 
Okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, that that definitely puts you in the vile spectrum. But it's yeah, don't tell me where you are politically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think he said a whole bunch of things against black people in Brazil, and uh, I think he said if he had a gay son, he'd rather that they were in a car accident than be gay. Well, that would I would say that that's the stance of most hardline conservative Christians, isn't it? Well, I I think they just don't really say it out loud that much. No, no. But they would rather I, I, they... something that violent happen. But oh no! I mean, not. Westboro Baptist Church, yeah, but I I think that obviously there was, there's there's uh, something gone wrong in that country. Um, or some problems that haven't been addressed in order for someone like that to be elected. Wasn't he stabbed whilst he was campaigning? I think so, yeah. Which I think possibly, as we've said, just martyred him, but he did survive it, so... Yeah, he, he was, I believe, it, yeah. <laughs> but I, I could see them two getting on. I could see Bolsonaro and Donald Trump getting on very well. But from what I've heard, he's also extremely authoritarian, where he's supported the old regime, which was a military dictatorship. And he was actually, uh, I think, part of the military at the time during that. I mean, I mean, uh, the, the one thing that I can commend him on is that he wants to stamp out the, the ideology of intersectionality. Now, I don't know if you know what that is, but it's, uh, it's problematic. It's a, it just it separates people into groups. It, 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 it creates one victim class over another based on race or sex. And mm. I don't think that's the right way we should go. And, but what I would say is that these far-right politicians are saying they are using intersectionality in a different way. Rather than defending a group, they're targeting them and saying... They're the problem in this country. They're to blame for all your problems. And oh, oh, I agree. It's just hard that, that sends off red other. flags for from history and what's happened. Oh no, I, I absolutely agree. And the thing is, I I think that nobody should be pointing at a group of people based on immutable characteristics and saying they are responsible for this, that, or the other because they're not. Yeah, we seem to have come full circle. Absolutely. Well, I would say that's why I generally prefer uh, candidates that label themselves as left-wing and that would more intersect by protecting rather than targeting. I don't think that, that, that we should be focusing on groups at all based on immutable characteristics. I think well, you don't. Both, both sides do focus on characteristics. Yeah, absolutely, and I don't think they should. And I don't think they should. I, I think it's. I think right now, in in life, it's completely it's completely irrelevant, especially in Western civilization, where nobody's had it as uh, so good as we've got it now. And mm. it doesn't mean that it definitely can't get better for quite a lot of groups. Yes, but it, but the the way that's the way we do that is not to to give them. A leg up based, like I say, on a musical character. Yeah, we're back on. It's just um, <laughs> Log- logic after a while, after a couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
but, but, but like I say, we would fall into a, 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 a so-called protected class or someone that would be given an equity status. And would you really, right, I, I personally, would you want to be told that you got the job because you're, because you're disabled or autistic, or would you want to be told you got the job because you were the best? How do you that doesn't happen, though, but as how, far how, as I'm aware. How do you square that um, with what you were saying earlier about using that characteristic to... Um, springboard yourself forward in a particular field because i'm doing it because <laughs> i i, I th 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 that, that's the right thing, though. i'm I take it's your choice and, and i'm using it right it, yeah it, for myself i yeah i'm self-employed and uh, i i'm i i do what i can do and yeah i know where my limits are and i know whether or not i'm the best at what i do and you know, that's when I was doing financial advising, I, I, I charged what I wanted because not because, oh, you're getting a disabled financial advisor, but because you're getting the damn best of what you do, mm. you know, uh, at the end of the day. But it's like um, Cressida Dick of the Metropolitan Police wants to severely discriminate against men to make the police force 50% women. Do you think that's a good thing to do? Well, I think the problem is that women have been severely discouraged by society to become police officers. But where's the evidence of that? You say women have been discouraged. The classroom. But where's the and every conversation that you have where a woman's considered not to be physically able. But, but then you say every conversation where a woman's considered not to be physically able. Have you seen the videos on YouTube? Uh, I'm not trying to disparage women here, but... At the end of the day, when when a when a woman is trying a, a small female police officer is trying to subdue a large violent male offender, it's just not going to happen. There are videos out there of the of the female police officers having to run away because of, because of this. You know, um, well, there was a time when you had to be a certain height to be a police officer as well. I, I, wasn't I think there are certain jobs where where a physical force is required. And I think that right now... I would know, say, though, in the police force, having more conversation-based alternatives to how we're currently policing and actually outreaching rather than just saying... Prevention. Well, yeah, we just need to arrest this person because they did something. Instead, actually figuring out why they're doing this thing, because they're in poverty. Oh, they're I, I completely money. agree with you. That's why we could go full circle back to the New Zealand shooter and I say read his bloody manifesto. Well, actually, in that particular instance, what you're saying, uh, somebody with a less uh, foreboding build, shall we say, may come across as less threatening in a yes. situation where you're trying to prevent that, present that kind of... So I suppose it's about role assignment, really as well isn't it well i i i, I just personally think that you know the, the conversation seems to not be being had that that men and women are different anymore because men and women are different men have more muscle mass we have more bone density we are stronger we are bigger that's just a fact that's biology and in general in, in general yeah i'm just generalizing mm. here but there there are obviously exceptions there always are but um in a situation where you've got violent offenders and uh, large violent offenders and small women, who's coming out on top there? It's not. It's not going to be the female police officer. And and like I say, there are videos out there that, that show this. And there are videos out there of, of of male offenders knocking female police officers out. You know, 
it's, it's, there is a lot of. I mean, there are a lot of roles that don't require that kind of. Um, Surely, within the police, there are a lot of roles that don't require that kind. Of, I mean, it's like you know, when you when you send uh, an armed police person out, it's got to be somebody who's trained in a particular discipline. So, yeah. um, I mean, even you know, even a well-built bloke needs to have the proper training to subdue, um, yes, the violent but, but, criminal. But I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess I'm generalising, and I could be more focused on, say, frontline policing. Yeah. But I think, in general, I think it's actually more dangerous to the women to be encouraging them to do frontline policing if they are of a yeah. small stature or a smaller build than it is than it is helpful to them mm. you know um like i say i'm all for equality and i'm all for equality of opportunity but i think sometimes in certain roles you you need to say for your own safety no no like even to men of like I I I think with with frontline policing frontline army we should go back to you need to be a certain height you need to be a certain build because I think you need especially nowadays uh, with crime levels so high I think you need that foreboding intimidating stature and that you need an advantage <laughs> yeah and, and but I think if you're I able to sort of graduate i i don't think we have a system in the uk graduate police academy as it were then you know sure if, if you've passed a certain ability if you passed a certain uh threshold saying you're strong enough to deal with the situations that might come up yeah no no like i say there are exceptions when i say men are you know different more muscle mass, more bound density. It is a generalisation. There are exceptions. Yeah, but what what you're saying is that that the way Cressida Dick specifically is dealing with it of of giving advantage Absolutely to wrong. yeah to a specific group because of their gender, if you like, is it's going to get people hurt. It's an irrelevant it's kind of criteria to judge people. Yeah, on. it it absolutely is, and it's going to get people hurt. Hmm. It, 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 it seems like a good thing from a PR perspective, but it's it, in practice and in reality, it's it's not. Oh, that's that's pretty much what the whole world's about at the moment, isn't it? PR. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay, let's finally move on to our second segment. <laughs> These are usually a lot shorter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you haven't actually seen the film, so hopefully we will we won't find a way to talk for an hour about it, but... Oh, no, don't, don't worry. Stand by me. Okay. Yeah, to break for segment pauses and things. That's fine. It's easier to find the bit to edit when there's no waveforms in it. <laughs> Okay, so this is Utter Bollocks or Dog's Bollocks, and today we are reviewing Stand By Me. Indeed. Which is a film about four boys that go to find a dead body. It's a coming of age film, isn't it? Sorry? Sorry, yeah, I know what film you're talking about now. Yeah, my... When I was watching it, I felt it had a very similar kind of pace and feel 
to Easy Rider um, in terms of that kind of long drawn out kind of journey where you felt like there was going to be something um, yeah. significant happening at the end of it kind of but in that kind of I mean I'm actually watching it because it's the film that I'm doing for National 5 which is basically I think it's equivalent to GCSEs in Scotland uh, okay so I, I sort of had to watch it, but I very much still recommend it. Uh, it our a previous uh, review was, I mean, this is based on a Stephen King novel. Our previous review was also based on a Stephen King novel, uh, The Shawshank Redemption. And right. I feel like both of them... Well, that was based on a novella. Yeah, well... Yeah, so, I, so was this. Yeah, yeah. I think the novella is actually called The Body. And uh, Shawshank is Rita Hayworth in the Shawshank Redemption, isn't it? I don't know. I I, I would assume so, if you <laughs> say so. Uh, the, the thing with both of them is that they managed to play very well with tension. Uh, so I'll talk about a specific scene. The... They're the scene where they have to cross a bridge. Oh, I did my head in that. <laughs> I was just like on the edge of my seat. Yeah, because like, he's got a fear of heights. <laughs> and it's meant to be, I think, a hundred foot drop, which I'm not sure what that is in meters. Cause my well, it wasn't so much that. It was a fear of them getting run it's over a, by the train. <laughs> it's about 33 meters. So I, it's about three feet in a meter. Okay. Uh, so... Yeah, so they cross this bridge and they've been following the train tracks for most of the film. Right. Because they've heard that the dead body was hit by the train and hit off the tracks and that's how the person died. So they can either cross this long bridge or they can take a five-mile detour to cross the river. Yeah. (laughs) And one of them's a bit of a hothead, so he just starts crossing anyway. Risking, um, you know, that, that they've got time to get across before the train, before a train comes. So the two most confident ones manage to make it across. They're like, I think, three quarters of the way across when the the smartest one actually figures out that a train's about to come because they keep touching the train rails. And it's always okay. cutting between their faces, looking down between the cracks in the track. Because okay. one of the characters are absolutely terrified and they're crawling along being completely slow about it because they are terrified of this. So yep. this long, drawn-out section where there's basically no dialogue. Yeah, there were, it was very quiet, wasn't it? Because it's, it's set right out in, I don't know, is it somewhere in the southern states? It's in Oregon. Okay, my geography shit. Which <laughs> is the uh, north west of America. It looks warm there anyway in summary. Just north of California. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's it's got it's got a great pace to it, I think. It's really drawn out and kind of it's got that feel of lazy summers of childhood just kind of you know, exploring. I feel like the second half got quite serious as well, which was appropriate. Tell you what I didn't enjoy, and it's probably it's just a bit dated for me in that way, is Kiefer Sutherland and his youth just does my head in. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> he played he was yeah. real Lost Boys era. He plays the main antagonist. Oh, but to be honest, 
that fitted the role because he was supposed to be an arsehole in the film. Yeah, because so. <laughs> there's a group of older boys that are meant to sort of parallel uh, the group of younger boys, but the fact that he doesn't care about what any of his group actually thinks and just goes on his own anyway and at one point tries to stab one of the boys who is 12. Yeah, I believe I've seen, I, I, I believe I've seen it um, a long time ago. Mm. But, but like you say, just keep the Sutherland. There's just nothing... Well, I guess as he was acting alongside children, he was probably quite intimidating. <laughs> nowadays, in his, back when he was doing 24, he must have been the shortest counter-terrorist expert in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it must have been creatively filmed, because, I mean, he did, he did look quite tall in comparison to... I'll tell you who did impress me, actually, surprisingly, was Will Wheaton. Yeah, because I've only seen him as Wesley Crusher and an extra on Big Bang Theory. Yeah, um, and I thought he actually acted really well in this film. Yeah, he. <laughs> I thought actually he he can act, <laughs> or he used to be. Because when I was watching it in my English class, I didn't know for the entire film. It's just like I recognise him. He just sort of looks like the past as a child. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the film, Will we? And it's like, oh yeah, Wesley. <laughs> so, does it get a dog's bollocks or an utter bollocks? Definitely, it's the dog's bollocks. Okay. And I don't know. When do you think you saw this? When do I think I saw it? Yeah, well, it, was, uh, it came it, out in nineteen eighty six. I was going to say it would have been in my youth. But I mean, I was born in nineteen eighty nine. Right. Um, uh, I'm still a baby. I'm only twenty. I'm only twenty nine. <laughs> God, I'm thirty this year. <laughs> Actually, you're nearer to his age than mine, then. Wow. <laughs> Spring chickens. And my 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 oldest child is ten. Yeah. I don't know what. That, I'm sorry, but it's too late for my brain to work out what that actually means. But <laughs> it, means, it means it means my my oldest child is closer to him than I am. But there are, there's only five years difference between oh, yeah, my son yeah. and mine. Yeah, I was nearly thirty <laughs> when I had my first. Yeah, I, I was. I was just eighteen. Right. Okay, so yeah, so Dog Bollocks. Pretty happy with that. It's a very good film. Recommend you watch it. Okay, so last bit. I mean, we have already talked about this quite a bit in depth. Um is our perspectives piece. And this is yep. on the New Zealand shooter because I thought that would be an interesting thing to do. Okay. So this will just be looking at the various different ways that um, new sources have covered it. Yeah, well, I'll, 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 I'll defer to you for that. Okay, so yeah. we've got uh, the Google News app open and that's just got basically how different uh, newspapers or news sources I see, have I decided see to put a headline have, in. Have you heard of an app called NewsGuard? No. Right, I, if you want to, um, going forward, I, I would suggest you use it because um, it, it does exactly this. It Basically, it takes news from different sources, tells you what their bias is, so if it's right-leaning, left-leaning, whatever, mm. and then it rates it as trustworthy or not as well. I'm sure I've seen that somewhere. I think it's, it's um, 
Elon Musk wanted to start something like that called Pravda because he was unhappy about the negative press he was getting. Mm. So, um, I'll just make a comment. The first item on the list there from the New York Times, I see that they're immediately launching into the gun law debate beginning. <laughs> well, that yeah, because... He's exactly what he says he wants. <laughs> yeah, I would say, though, that they're within their right to just actually have some proper gun laws there, but because the way that they've... I think the... I don't think any. I don't think anybody needs a semi-automatic assault rifle. No. Now let's, let's let's not let's not differentiate that between let's say nobody needs semi-automatic weapons altogether because a handgun is a semi-automatic weapon. Yeah. And in extreme and circumstances, you might need that, but it's unlikely for the everyday person that you're gonna need a handgun on the street. Oh, no, I completely agree with you. But then at the same time, once again, I, I believe in the right to arm yourself. Um, I, I just think you you should be able to protect yourself and your family because right now we live in the United Kingdom and if somebody broke it, if we didn't have guns, we don't have guns, but if somebody broke into our house with a gun, how are we meant to fight back? How are we meant to fight back against that? Well, generally, the thing is that they don't have guns. Yeah, they do, though. There's guns in every street in this country. The... Uh... The, the other difficulty is that you would tend to... There's a risk that you're going to get taken to court and sued if you injure the the person breaking in. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. I was, it was a woman Woman got sued because a, a, a guy fell through her skylight and onto a knife. <laughs> he was trying to break into her house. Yeah. And he fell through the skylight and, and he sued her. <laughs> I mean, this, this country's pathetic. Right. <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of a funny thing that though. Well, this is why I, this is the way I have to approach the news at the moment. Is just like with a, a sense of amused, a kind of bystander kind of status. Okay, CNN's gone with New Zealand's PM. Uh, New Zealand PM's office received shooters manifesto minutes before the attack. Okay, that's. I think. A fine thing to say. Um, I, I actually think CNN have been usually they're quite biased in everything they do, but I actually think that they've probably been the most sensible about this from what I've seen mm. when it comes to mainstream media. I'd be interested to see if Fox has put anything out because usually they're very. Um, they're not journalists. Sensationalist. Yes, they're not yeah. journalists. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fox, Buzzfeed, um, HuffPo—they're just—they're just awful. Yeah, from what I've seen of the HuffPo post, occasionally you'll get a worthwhile article, but when you actually dig into it, it doesn't actually look fantastic. Never is. Okay. What's this uh, at USA Today? How a hero in New Zealand musk attack used cat and mouse chase. Shooter's own gun to save lives. Uh, basically, I think they picked up the shooter's gun and chased them off. Chased off the suspects. Which, uh, if they hadn't done that, I, I don't. I, I. This is why. Once again, I'm. Uh, I, I'm. I'm. I'm forearming yourself because if they hadn't done that, there would have almost definitely been more loss of life. That's interesting. 
Okay. A couple of them have just sort of got uh, very factual things like the Washington Post has got main suspect in mosque massacre that killed 49 appears in court. Yeah. Uh, similarly with CNN on live updates because there's multiple news stories from a couple of the things. New York Times has also got that Jacinda Ardern, which is the New Zealand PM, consoles families. Uh, and but the thing is, right, you 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 know as well as I do, there's a terrorist attack going on somewhere in this in this world every single day. Yeah, and, it, it just matters if it's a place that people actually care about. Like exactly, and it's wrong. It's wrong. Any 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 senseless loss of life is is no more important than the next. I do get a bit jaded by the idea of uh, it, it being a bit arbitrary who labels somebody a terrorist. I mean, obviously, this guy, in what he did, was. Um, yeah, well, the, 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 I, I think there's a very... I, I think words have meaning, and I think sometimes people get called terrorists that clearly aren't, like yeah. the Las Vegas, mm-hmm. for example. Um, he was not a terrorist. You have to... A, just a, a clear political, a, a clear political or religious um, motivation would be terrorism. Right. Um, but apart from that, it's not. It's yeah. mass murder. I think I did an SE on this when where I defined it as uh, use of violence to acquire political means that breaks the Geneva Convention. Well, well, that is a way to yeah, that is a way to describe it. It has to be. It has to be political, and I, I I I use religious as well because religion is always political. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, th- this is interesting again from CNN saying Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter struggled to deal with New Zealand shooting video, they as you've said. So, yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah, if it's put up day, somewhere, then they can't well, always every, know. Every time one came down, two more were going up. Yeah. So. I, yeah. I feel like these the uh, the majority of these massive social media organisations are too big for their own kind of for for yeah. themselves to to. I control. think they they've, each have about a hundred thousand staff. They've outgrown their own level of possible control, and that means that they have to turn to AI to moderate this. And obviously, which is never a good idea. Yeah, yeah. YouTube's kind of shown that things can just randomly be taken down or demonetized yep. that have no good reason to be. Well, what was it? I was I was watching a video of someone actually the other day. Um, he's got a Pokemon Go channel, and it's a very big channel. Um. And he had uh, three strikes and his channel deleted because he had just the letter CP, which is a point system within Pokemon Go, yeah. um, in the titles of his videos. Uh, the YouTube AI mistook that for meaning child porn yeah. and deleted the channel. Yeah. All right. That is bizarre. Yeah. And it did it to uh, his friend as well, who also had the Pokemon Go channel, and it pulled their channels down completely. Uh, you can't rely on artificial intelligence to regulate this sort of thing. And then at the same time, I don't think, I, I, I do think, like you say, they've got, they've got far, far too big to be moderated. They, there's nowhere near enough staff to moderate them. Yeah. Um, so 
you've got to go down the route now of I think regulation on these social media sites. I think you've got to um they're either, <laughs> they're either a publisher and then they've got to censor or uh, publish as a publisher. Yeah. Or they're, a, they're, they're the, the new public square, in which case you've got to let people do what they do. Mm. Yeah. So there's, there's no middle ground anymore because you can't moderate it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's been said on the internet that it's the greatest experiment in anarchy the world has ever seen. <laughs> Which... ever, since the, ever since the internet went public, uh, it's just humanity. Is, I despair sometimes. I really do. I think some good things can come of it, but... Oh, it, 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 it could be a massive force for good, but... You really have to people. look for it. We gotta remember we're in we're in the infancy, you know, the yeah. baby steps of of the future with it. I mean, you know, I, I, uh, I was, I was your age, I think, before I even had the internet. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, I, I, I remember that world that we watched in Stand by Me. I remember walking around the countryside with friends. Like that, even with, I, with no smartphone. Even I remember that. Yeah, I remember. That. Yeah, I, my, my, our childhoods will be. I, my generation was probably the last generation to have an actual childhood. Yeah, in that sense, I mean, you've got a childhood, but it's completely different to the childhoods that came before you. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult for me to say because I'm less on social media than I think most people think my age are. Thing. Uh. Because I, I just found that I was more miserable being on a lot of the social media, being actively engaged in it, rather than just occasionally scrolling to see what's been happening. Yeah, no, and I think that's a good thing because I think it's it's a, well, it's been proved to be an addiction. Yeah, it is an addiction. Um, and like you say, it's it is really. I think we're still in the the infancy of not just social media but the internet but is very useful to do something like this where we can just communicate without having to actually you know send a letter oh yeah this is definitely a a good thing because we're in completely different parts of the country and it's like we're having a conversation in the room yeah you prefer (laughs) we're we're not typing what we say literally pretty much opposite ends of the country (laughs) yeah I'm, I'm 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 literally on the south coast. Mind you, you I, could just you could just as easily be in New Zealand. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean the connection would be slightly laggier, but yeah, not not noticeably. Yeah, but I I think that social media is not a force for good. I think it was meant to be, and mm. I think it's not that anymore. People ruin a lot of things. <laughs> It's the humans in Facebook, the room. <laughs> Facebook's basically a boot sale now. Yeah. That is basically what Facebook is. It's, it's a boot sale or it's evil people doing fucking foul stuff on a live stream. And mm. this is not the first time evil people have done stuff on a fucking Facebook live stream. Do, do you remember maybe a year and a half, two years ago, um, an autistic boy was kidnapped and then was tortured on a Facebook live stream for being white. 
I don't remember that, but um, it was in. It could have been in Texas, mm. uh, or it could have been Chicago, but it was in America. And there was it was an autistic teenager, and he was kidnapped off the street and uh, tortured on a Facebook live stream. Well, that's the world we live in. Yeah, yeah. that is the world we live in. Um, it's interesting to see how Vox is deciding to cover this. I was just looking at that. New Zealand mosque shooting. White nationalism is on the rise in the US too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's it's, it's not. Um, actual white nationalists are a tiny minority with a loud voice. It's not on the rise. It's thanks to social media that they've got this voice. They're focusing and, more closely on them. <laughs> well, exactly. And I mean, you focus on someone like Richard Spencer, who is a white nationalist in the United States, right? But 12 people show up to his talks. Yeah. Yeah, you know. You, but, but then this person with 12 people that shows up to his talks gets all this media attention and is, is, is lauded up as proof that white nationalism is on the rise. 12 people show up to his talks. That doesn't seem like on the rise to me. Does it to you? No. I mean, uh, I think a lot of what the... Uh, brain's just gone to shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're lagging. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is nearly midnight. It is. Yeah. A lot of what the problem is is that whilst people might not be white nationalists, is that they're just getting used to that sort of language and it sort of shifts the window of what seems normal. Well, yeah, but I mean, also, the window of what seems far right has been shifted as well. I mean, in this country, anybody to the fucking right, Jeremy Corbyn appears to be far right. I wouldn't say so. I mean, I would say that Theresa May is said to right, to be honest. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that, the that, current that most, of the, most of the Conservative Party are centre-right. I wouldn't say they're at all far-right. I would, I, I would, in fact, say that a lot of their policies these days verge left. Um, but they're not far-right, not at all. I think, like, like I said earlier when it came to um, terrorism, words have meaning, and we are taking that meaning away from words. And you, you you call someone who criticizes immigration a racist. They're not a racist. Generally, they're just criticizing levels of immigration. I think um, it depends on how, what, what how, language they use. Yeah, how they decide to <laughs> well, say of it. Of course, would you call Nigel Farage a racist? Yes. Would you? Would you? Based on what I've heard him say, yes. I mean, he he definitely. Um, well, I've, I've never actually heard him attack anybody based on their race at all. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never heard that. Right. I've heard him quite specifically attacking polls. And in a lot of his campaigns, he's very much targeting fears of Muslims coming into the country. Yes, but Muslims are not a race. No, but the, the, the sort of skin colour generally of oh, the yeah, outer spring, uh, which is majority Muslim. Obviously, you could you could try and generalise it down like that, but there's nothing that I've ever heard that man do that's overtly racist, or heard him say, that, that I, would, I would actually call racist. 
I, I would call him definitely a provocateur, maybe. I was just um, going to say he seems to seems to have the art of manipulation down to a T. Um, yeah, he he he's very capable of kind of uh, well with zero MPs or one MP, he's managed to engineer Brexit. Hmm. Well, well, he's been doing it. He's been, he's been planning that for twenty five years. Yeah, but 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 he's a twat. But I, you know, like I say, words have meaning. And if I heard him doing something overtly racist, I'd quite happily say it, right? Because I don't like the man. I don't like the man at all. But I wouldn't call him a racist. Not from what I've seen, anyway. Hmm. Right. And and words meanings, definitions, far right, it's all just being changed to suit the narrative at the moment. Mm. And you can't believe any of it. I yeah. don't mm-hmm. believe it, it's, it's once again it's social media, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's it does more harm than good. And it it, it also is a place that people radicalise. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, coming down to that bit, what you were saying about you can't believe anything, I, I just cannot read anything in or hear anything, see any news article, read any news article without thinking about what um, the agenda is, yes. you know, what, what the aim of the piece is, <laughs> and not that, it, that it's just reporting of facts. No, it's because it's not anymore, because I'll hammer this point home until the cows come home. They're not journalists anymore. They're activists. But even if it was, we'd have no way of knowing because the arena's so polluted now. You know, it could yeah. it could be a very good article. It could be very unbiased, but there's no way we'd be able to pick it out of the rest of the shit that's out there. Have you heard of a YouTuber called Tim Paul? No. I think I've seen the name. He's an independent journalist, yeah. and I... Um, He's just started a um, a new YouTube channel called Subverse News, and it is just factual on the ground reporting back to what journalism yeah. used to be. And I, I I think that that people like him need to be the future of journalism because mm. he has a, a second YouTube channel where he does his opinion pieces, but he specifically states these are opinion pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas when he does his news, it is news. Yeah. But all of our current crop of mainstream journalists hide their opinion pieces as news. Yeah. And this is just not a good thing. Yeah. I mean, they'll use slightly different words like analysis. So that's just I mean, them speculating. But I mean, they are presenting it as if it is a fact. And that's the best analysis they can get. When they want to smear someone these days, they'll call them alt-right. It is objectively 99% of the people media call alt-right are not alt-right because alt-right has a very specific definition. They want a white ethnostate. Most of these people do not want a white ethnostate. I don't want a white ethnostate. Yeah. But it's it's just they, they take these words, these labels, and they they just put them on people. Yeah. I, I, I can see that in some ways, but to a point, I think it is 
necessary to call people out on bullshit, even if you're giving it the wrong label. Oh, oh I 100% think it's absolutely necessary to pull, call people out on, on bullshit, but I, I don't think you want to be telling people what their politics are. Do you get? Do I get to decide what your politics are? Do I get to tell you what you are? No, but I feel like some people would decide that they can, and often it's the opposite side. Yeah, and this is what's happening. And as I say, people are radicalising more and more on social media because they just fall into their little bubbles and then they other everybody else. And this is how we get where we are now with people being smeared because all they can uh, take is their own opinion. I mean, and then anything else to them is so alien that it must be attacked. Mm. If anything, that finger pointing from the other side tends to drive people further in whatever direction they're already going you know i mean if you if you continuously call someone that's not alt-right alt-right how long until they go well fuck it they're calling me alt-right anyway yeah yeah i I have heard that logic from certain people which is worrying there's only so much someone can take might as well be hung for a a lamb as a what is it what's the saying a what might as well be hung for a sheep as a lamb that's it yeah (laughs) But I, I feel like at a certain point, just people get frustrated with constantly having to deal with new bullshit, having to go, yeah. well, obviously that's bullshit, but so they have to just come up with a blanket label that's maybe not accurate for everyone that they're talking about. And it's not accurate for the majority of people they're talking about. It's just a general thing that they can say to rid them of bullshit, even though it does, it's not effective. But all it does is cheapen the meaning of the words. Yeah. Until you you believe so, that, like I say, words like racist. It's used so often now on people that are objectively not racists because they'll do something like criticize Islam. Right? Islam is an ideology. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I criticize every damn religion there is because I they're all. Oh, that's something bad. we all agree on. <laughs> but but the thing is if. If you criticise that one religion, you're all of a sudden online. You're a racist. No, you're not. Yeah, no, I feel like criticising one more than the other because I've seen Richard Dawkins. <laughs> I mean, it's odd because usually he's quite uh, critical of Christians. But... Yeah, but the, re- the reason I believe that, that people are critical of Islam more than they are of other. Um, Abrahamic religions is Islam hasn't had a reform yet, whereas like Christianity has had a reform mm. um, and it's become a lot less violent yeah, and a lot right. less violent in its in its rhetoric. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. Islam never had that. They're still Abrahamic on the reform. they're still on the Crusades stage. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm not one to criticize anybody for believing what they want to believe. They want to believe it. They want to believe it. That's up to them. As long as it doesn't um, fuck everything else up. <laughs> Saudi Arabia and the UAE, both of which I think we sell weapons to, have the death penalty for blasphemy or apostasy. And they also had the death penalty for being gay. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, you know it, I can get criticising Islam. It's just 
when it goes to the point of you criticizing all Muslims and saying, oh, well, they all believe that it should be violent, which you're not doing, and I don't think most people are trying to do. I would never suppose to know what somebody believes if they tell me what they believe. But I think it's with generalizations that a lot of people get criticized for being racist or Islamophobic in that way. Islamophobia doesn't exist. It's it's not a thing. It's a made-up police force would disagree, I think, though. Yeah, but the man who invented the word came... came I forget his name, but the man who, who coined the phrase said he was wrong to do so. Because... It's, if anything, it's, it's terroristophobia. <laughs> well, no, yeah. because Islam isn't automatically terrorism. Exactly, so why call it Islamophobia? People aren't scared of Islam, they're scared of terrorism. Yeah, but it's using that generalisation of... Well, because then you could just say... Uh, but but it, this could go back to uncomfortable conversations, right? Uncomfortable conversations that need to be had. There, Like I say, there is a terrorist attack going on every single day on this planet and worldwide it is overwhelmingly islamic terror right now mm. that, that's doing this and it's and and it is muslims who are overwhelmingly the victims of this terror and yet we're not having that discussion we're not having that conversation we're not even acknowledging it yeah uh, i'm just going to the global terrorism database just to fact check that <sighs> Oh, this is information on wow, one hundred and eighty thousand terrorist attacks since from nineteen seventy through twenty seventeen. <laughs> I was worrying. Let's look in. Uh, I'm just going to quickly check within the last month. I'm going to have to bow out soon because I've got a long drive tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. We'll wrap this up in a minute anyway. Yeah. But, uh, but, but like I say, there are uncomfortable conversations here that, yeah, that people are not having. Mm. And, you know, to say that, to, 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 to say that if you acknowledge this is somehow Islamophobia, because it is a fact that at least in recent times, it is overwhelmingly, an Islamic terror attack. I think. Well, that, I think, I mean, that's the, exactly what Jeremy Corbyn's been accused of, isn't it? The anti-Semitic thing. It's like just because he's criticizing Israel, I think he's criticizing Israel. But some more extreme members of the party that are claiming to be his followers and are claiming to they, share they, his they ideas. They do just hate Jews. Yeah, but they don't yeah. share his ideas. So they're using the fact that he doesn't like the actions of the Israeli government to sort of ban around this thing, and then he's getting the shit for it. I think he's getting a lot of shit for not actually cracking down on that, though, and making it clear. I mean, I think Sorry. he's trying to yeah, more than I've heard him the kind Tories of, do. But... Yeah. In March 2019, I'm just, just going through just... Um... Uh, the article I've got here says at least US terror attacks are increasingly motivated by right-wing views. Yeah, of course they are, because there's no Islam really in the US. It's a, such a tiny minority. Yeah. But but look, here we go. Um, the 1st of March. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven Islamic terror attacks. Where, though? 
Yeah, we don't hear about them, most of them, do we? <laughs> so we got we got suicide bombings, hostage taking, shooting, homeland, Hellman province, Afghanistan was the Taliban. Um, shooting in Khazar district, Afghanistan was the Taliban. Yeah. Suicide bombing in Idlib, Syria was Islamic State. Um, in Mali was Al Qaeda. This was all in one day this month. Yeah. You know, um, gets a lot less uh, coverage though over here. So, so on just on that one day, twenty-three dead there, fifteen plus dead there, eight plus dead there, nine dead there, five dead there, mm. all in one day, and and it gets no coverage. Yeah, and like I say, the victims of these are overwhelmingly Muslims. Yeah, because it's in a war zone, pretty much. I think I don't know if I don't think Mali's a war zone, but. But it's just, I'm going through the list of perpetrators here, and so far, just this month, um, Democratic Forces of the Liberation of Rwanda are the only ones so far that are not an Islamic terror attack. Like, obviously, apart from New Zealand, uh, you've got a bombing here in Syria and a bombing in Pakistan, but it's unknown. Um, but uh, Palestinian nationalists... Um, Houthi, I don't know if the Houthis are Islamic, but but the, but the but the point driving home is to point this out these days is to be called Islamophobic. Mm. Right. Uh, yeah, Islamic. That was something to do with Yemen, was it? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a, it's a, yeah, yeah. Mm. the Houthis. Anyway, now that's. Saudi Arabia's got some involvement in that as well, haven't they? But yeah, of course they do. I feel like Is in all of this, we focus on the actual attacks rather than. I mean, there, there was a, there was an Islamist attack, uh, stabbing attack, which thankfully killed nobody in Spain on the sixth of this month. Did you hear about that? No. In Barcelona, knifeman. Uh, tried to travel a group of police officers in Port Olympic tourist zone. The attacker shouted Allahu Akbar as he was neutralised and being detained. I live in fear of hearing somebody shout that on a train or something. <laughs> it's like, what would go through your mind if you hear somebody shout that in a public place? Well, but the, but the thing is, it, it just means God is great. So I know, if they're not but it's just meeting a terrorist. It's just the way we've been conditioned by the media. Yeah, but, it, but once again, is it how we're being conditioned by the media or is it the fact that, as uncomfortable as it is to say, just reading this list of just this month, these these Islamists, and I'm not going to call them Muslims, uh, are overwhelmingly who are doing these attacks. Yeah. You know? What was that? Uh... I'm just trying to remember that phrase. Christchurch, New Zealand. On the same day as the Christchurch shooting, which is now 50 confirmed dead, I believe. And yeah. um, on the same day, there was a suicide bombing in uh, Syria, the Islamic State, and a shooting in Syria, which was Islamic State, and a bombing in Kabul in Afghanistan that, that was, was suspected... Under under normal conditions, good people do good things and bad people do bad things. It takes religion to make good people do bad things. Yeah, it's true. 
it's true because they feel justified in their actions. Yeah. Well, I did actually see this week that Theresa May thinks she's in is convinced she's doing the right thing by pushing forward with their deal because she's got God on her side. That thing's not a deal. No. <laughs> she does that keep recycling it though. <laughs> Please accept my surrender. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> anyway, I think we should wind up. <laughs> yeah. I think I think so too, and I think I think we've had a great conversation, really. It's been uh, it's been a, a very interesting debate. Yeah. Because been... I felt like we disagreed a lot there, but I'm glad that we managed to keep it. Well, you have said no, that you like to try to see the opposing sides of, uh, you know, opposing sides of uh, different views on things. Yeah. To try to understand different. And I think I, I will come away from this with a, a deeper understanding of different viewpoints on a lot of what we've discussed, which is exactly what you were talking about. It's, it's the discourse. It's the people, the things that people need to be talking about. And they're being com- encouraged all the time to, to divide and Cause whilst I would fire at each other from, from the board. Personally you know? disagree with the perspective that you're putting forward here. Right. Uh, I can see what motivates you to think that and just how the world is it's a good anyway and how you could extract that. Yeah. I, I can see how you I, reach your conclusions. So. That, that, is that not an essential ingredient of having a world where people can coexist of different ideas and, and beliefs is that you can hold differing opinions and you can talk to each other about it and you can understand each other's points of view and accept each other and, and each other's differences? I, I mean, I just come from the point of view that uh, it's like, Every man is equal. Every woman is equal. Every, everyone is equal, and you should be able to believe what you want to believe. Do what you want to do. Whatever, as long as you don't harm anybody else in the process. Yeah, that's something we all agree on. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you, well, you want to be it. gay, <laughs> you, you want to be gay. You want to be straight. You want to be trans. You want to do any of that shit, right? You do whatever you want to do. I, I, I don't care. This shit is so inter- inconsequential. This shit yeah. always debated about. It's so inconsequential. People should just live their lives as they want, and as long as they're not encroaching yeah. on my freedom or taking away my rights, it matters a lot to them. But it really has no bearing on anyone that's outside of their personal circle. But 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 does it? Because I know enough trans people who hate the trans lobby, for example. I think we're opening up another hole. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. We, yeah. I'm sure we'll be having you on the on the show again. So I'm sure we'll have opportunity to if you if you're willing to join us again. Uh, I'm willing to. to yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I think it's been a great conversation. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that that subject will come up. Uh, we normally oh. probably won't try and keep it to this sort of length because it's getting on to three hours now. I think. Well. I, 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 it's maybe it's maybe something we can because obviously this is this has been a bit of an experiment this episode in terms of changing the format up a little bit. I felt it was a bit short before, and we weren't going into enough depth with stuff. Um, maybe we we should have a think about yeah. There's a sort of balance there, I think. Whether or not we we concentrate on two or three main news items and do a proper in depth discussion about them because we have gone off on all sorts of tangents, which is really the 
best way to kind of cover a lot of ground. So yeah, we'll uh, let it develop and. Uh, but we'll try and get different guests with different opinions and try and sort of make it representative of people. Oh yeah, and I, I, this is this is exactly what I'd want to see from from anybody. Is I I think you should be talking to everyone. I think it, it, the pe- person you disagree with most is the person you want to sit down and, and hash it out with. Yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you very much you know, for your time. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> now I'm going to do the outro because I really need to sleep for tomorrow. Because because you're taking part in a contest tomorrow, aren't you? Yeah. And I have to be able to at least That's count my mother just leaving without <laughs> dying. And I'm quite ill right now, anyway. So, gonna yeah, I'll say goodbye. <laughs> I am Fireball. I've been the Orbiter. No, you've been Theo. I've been Paul. No, I've been Fireball. That's breaking bollocks. No, well, this uh, is well, our got... this is our channel. So I have been Fireball. All right, I've been the Orbiter. Who have you been? Ben. Uh, been awesome. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but no, yeah, I've been Ben. Is that the objective truth, though? Well, well, I'm, I'm leaving now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for your time. That's all right. See ya. <laughs> yeah. No, that was good. Oh, cut him off. <laughs>